taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, it's your boy T.O. as you know It's your boy O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks And we are the motherfucking Fade Podcast Which are, did I say paid podcast again? Uh, is this the second time you've messed up? In a up? row too I don't like it right now, I don't, I don't, I don't like that vibe I, I gotta get back on my yeah, game Have you been doing like Drugs lately? Heroin? You asked me the same thing. Just, damn, this seems like a Math? full repeat. Yeah, this is of, a, it's, uh, it's a uh, it's a downward spiral. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Fade Podcast. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! I, you Ooh. know what they say? You got the like the yips. That's when you, you sucked a dick recently. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I like the scientific. Like I always love like the very scientific slip like, of the tongue. Yeah, suck of the dick. where like something happens <laughs> where you're just like, oh, that means that you had a finger in your butt lately. Like, yeah. huh? <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. Okay, welcome to the Fade Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film related, along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. Uh, yeah, I um, it's it's the first like nice day we've had in a while. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm feeling it. I always I'm, say I'm, that I'm like, welcoming spring right now. Well, you know what? Okay, I, I'm not gonna like when you have a nice day in January or February for anyone who lives in Maryland. It's like, oh man, this is great. But then you remember it's because of global warming, right? Um, but you know, we're in March now, right? Almost midway in, like midway into March, which just means spring's around the corner. So this is a well-deserved nice day. Yeah, uh, spring's around the corner, and I think that's what I get excited for, right? Oh. Like, cause like, yo, spring, you could take off your fucking jacket, like. For winter, I'm like, yo, I get to throw on a jacket. Shit looks fresh. And then, like, two days into, you're fuck like, that. yeah, fuck everything. You know what I'm I mean? I hate everything. About? Yeah. What's that? When girls start wearing those spring dresses, like the long, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, the, they're with the thong on the ass is just yeah, clapping. I'm not. I don't uh, know about all that. Uh, spring the, summer dress yeah, season is the next the time best you're walking season. down the street, you see a rain. You you might wanna. I've, I've might already wanna. seen what I needed. I see you before you see me. Yikes. That's the <laughs> ultimate stalker line. <laughs> yeah, that's the type of shit that they'll bring up in court. Like, I mean, you did say this on didn't the you? next season of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely going to be his opening line. Joe I beats see his you. match. <laughs> but um, oh yeah. yeah, that's my that season and football season. Those are the two best seasons, and uh, they coincide yeah. too. One leads into the other. I'm starting to get weary on uh, on football. I, I I need my Sundays back. Like it feels good not to do shit on Sundays. Like not to have anything that I specifically tied to. When it's football season, it's like my entire day is going to be built around one p.m. through uh, what seven eight p.m. Yeah, part of the night game. You know, yeah. depending on who's playing. You know what? So I, I I like that though. I like just knowing. Hey, I'm going to be locked into one thing, which mm-hmm. means. You don't have to commit to anything else, right? Because you're already like it, it's like your calendar is already filled, and somebody can look at your calendar. You know, like, like let's say you're say you like work in an office, right? Yeah. You know, how you can see everyone else's calendar. Uh, I can only see certain things. Yeah, yeah. They but like, like you know how like some people like you, they can share their calendars. You sure, can sure, see yeah. like what their day looks like. Mm-hmm. During football season, you know exactly what my Sunday looks like. That means don't invite me to shit that I don't want to come to. Don't. I just had a, the birth of my new uh, baby boy. Welcome. 
<laughs> if he makes it past nine uh, months, the boy deserves to live. I'll come see him then. We play the Patriots this week. I I cannot I cannot venture yeah. to your territory. Care less about your new baby. Boy. Football season. It's not a bye week. We're, we're coming right off of bye week. Mm. Yo, bye weeks. Isn't that yeah. like in bye week? It's like a weird. Yeah, it, it's like no man's land. It's like you kind of want to watch football, but also you don't care about any of it. So yeah, you're just like, eh, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> like bye week, it's either you don't give a shit about football. Like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to get some rest. I'm going to do errands. I'm going to do shit I've been meaning to do. Yeah. Or you could just watch football with so much less pressure. You yeah. just watch. You just watch yeah there's there's not that nervous tension yeah because yeah, i you know what i hate the most i hate monday night football games the, the most like when my team is playing yeah because then uh you have this anticipation like you're watching everybody else take l's you're like mm-hmm. damn damn sucks for you and then you're like oh shit yeah monday eight o'clock's coming <laughs> are we gonna get this dub you know or like when your team loses a Thursday night game. Oh yeah, and then just you, gotta, you don't even care about anything. You're just uh. <laughs> you gotta fucking go to the Sunday games and then the bullshit Monday night game uh, yeah, just yeah. to try and win again next Sunday. Yeah, the best is the one o'clock games because you just go ahead and get it over with. Let's yeah. just get this shit. It's in the middle of all the other games, so like if you take an L, you could laugh at other people as they take L's too. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Now. If you win or lose a one o'clock game, though, that will definitely determine your spending. Oh, that's very true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. If you're let's say you're out at a bar, right? And your team yeah. wins during a one o'clock game. Yeah. You're drinking those two beers. You're good to go. Yeah. yeah. No, see, I was going to go the other way. Like Already? for me, if my team wins. Yeah. Now I want to stay and watch the eight, like the the four o'clock <laughs> oh, games. If you lose, you're like, man, close is got the yeah, yeah, Exactly. <laughs> but if your team loses, like, yeah, can I uh, <laughs> get my tab? Uh, take my ass the fuck home. Uh, that's actually that's actually true. Uh, although I don't know, I usually tend to want to get fucking sloshed after uh, after we take an hour. Really? No. Yeah, See, yeah, I don't want. I, I don't want the. I don't want the embarrassment, the shame, <laughs> especially if if you have like your team's hat or jersey oh, or yeah, sweater yeah. on, and everyone knows, like, oh man, tough loss. Yeah, yeah. I, yo, the the Monday morning congratulatory, like, oh man, you guys played a great game. You know, I, you know, if one or two things, man, shut the fuck up, get out of my yeah. face. Uh, fucking go to the lunchroom, Steve. I don't. I don't want to fucking talk to you. And, right and you know who to avoid if your yeah, team yeah, lost that yeah. weekend. You know who to avoid. Yeah, yeah, the one person that's gonna corner you that always talks to you about sports and and re- like, really hey, close to about- <laughs> that person yeah, yeah they like- always close talkers like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know who's a fucking close talker oh well you, you probably won't know who he is uh it's this guy uh uh steven crowder uh i just watched like a one of those videos you know that meme that always goes around change my mind like it's a dude sitting on your desk yeah yeah, like, yeah. that guy's his name's steven crowder uh dude's a he's a douche but um he he and I watched a video from that change my mind thing. So it was like socialism is evil, change my mind. And but he, the dude he was talking to, like he only had one mic, and he always has one mic for some reason, as if they don't have like enough in the budget to get like two mics. Yeah. So somebody else can have their own fucking mic. So he's holding this to the guy's face, and like as the thing goes further, the, the guy's actually bodying him in like the actual debate. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So, so as he goes on, he gets angrier and angrier as dude's bodying him. Right. So he just keeps getting closer to him with the mic, like. It's like, dude, yeah. like, <laughs> yo, back up before we have some, like, a different problem. So, here. this show is about him, like, you know, he, he'll state his definitive stance yeah, on a given topic. Yeah. And then he'll have someone come on who might be and an try expert to defend in, in the, the opposition. opposition. Yeah. Gotcha. He yeah. probably does the one mic thing because that is, like, it's a, 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 a form of intimidation yeah. and dominance, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. it's like, 
I'm inviting you on my show to come to, to and change I decide my mind. when you speak. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. I, you know, that no, mic it's, allows it's him to control the narrative. Shit, though. Yeah. It's just like, it's, and, it, it, and he's like a he's like a, not a super right. Well, I guess it's kind of a super right winger. So he's always just like bringing people on, but like, hey, uh, I don't know, pick whatever your topic is, uh, fucking abortion or whatever, whatever. Uh, and he's always like, you know, defending it. But it, it's just like, th- so the dude was bodying him in the conversation, but he like kept, tr- you know what, uh, when you're handling somebody in an argument, and then they take like one thing they say, they, that you say that they can see like that they think is like disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And then they just stay on that topic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is that called? A, a logical fallacy, right? Is, is I, be- that I believe it's called logical, logical fallacy or, or one of well, the fallacies. Right. Where yeah. it's like, you know, you've said 10 things. I'm going to attack the one because I know if I attack that one well yeah. enough, I can change. But that, it wasn't even, mind. it wasn't even that smart. It was like, he perceived it as disrespect. So the dude called and he wasn't, I don't think he was even speaking to, directly to him, but he was just like, um, he was like the, what's What's another word for like a, like mental disability. Like, uh, if you are, and I don't want to use the word retarded because it's not politically uh, correct. Cha- mentally challenged. Uh, um, no, no. Uh, autistic. He, okay. he was like, uh, he was like, uh, and he said, he said autistic, something, something. Um, but, and he wasn't even talking, I think, directly to the, the guy, Stephen Crowder. I think he was just speaking in general. Like he, this ideology is autistic, something, something. Um, and he was like, oh, now you're calling and you're autistic. I thought we could keep this civil. And he's like, the dude didn't really like he wasn't trying to call. That him was the autist. way out. Right? Yeah. That, and that's so the way out of the fight. To, he, and he was losing the conversation. So all he does is just for like two minutes, just be like, well, we were keeping it civil until like we, you started calling me. And he's just like, all right, did, come on. Dude. Did the guy he was um, debating with back and forth, did he find his way back to the argument? Yeah, I don't, I don't think to not to my liking well yeah. enough. Like I would have pointed out the fact of like what he or and I guess he even did admit like say that later on he was like i think you're just and because he overreacted to something else that he said mm-hmm. so later in the conversation he's like i think i think you're just overreacting to things because you're yeah. losing the conversation and then everybody's like oh yeah um yeah and i hate, I hate when people do that man mm-hmm. like they don't actually deal with the substance of what you say but they they know they're losing or they know that there's just no logical way out of this like whatever it is that you're saying so then they just attack the one thing they can perceive as maybe you sliding them or you disrespecting them. Yeah. And then it's obvious too, cause you'll be like chill. Like you'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean anything by that. And they'll be like, no, we will address this right now, right here. We'll talk about it for about 24 minutes with no interruptions. And then the show's over. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> th- thanks for coming. Exit stage <laughs> left. Uh, so, you know, as you're saying this, I'm thinking about like, what is my uh, argumentative tactic? or defense mechanism when I'm losing an argument mm. that either maybe I'm not aware of, or at least I'm trying to be aware of it in this moment. Yeah. While I try and lock it on mine, what would you say is yours? Uh, I try to reroute the conversation. How so? So, uh, so somebody will like say something and be like, Hey, and that'll be like a good point. And what I'll actually do is I'll concede to that point, but I'll immediately like pivot to something else. Like, Yo, you yeah. do that too. I do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's so true. Because it's because to me, actually, it's the most honest way of like handling that type of situation, right? Because it's like, all right, I concede to you your point, but 
also this. Yeah. This thing. And like you'll concede to it even if you don't, even if like I know you don't fully agree. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Just like sometimes just get it out of the way. Like, yeah, all right. Like, all right, okay. Fuck that dumb shit you just said. I <laughs> see where you're coming from. I, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Bam. And then you like yeah. take the hard pivot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if I'm as self-aware. I'm trying to figure out what my thing is. I'm, yeah. Let me, let me try to think what your thing is. I think your thing is you you restate the either the question or the like the, the per, whatever the person's saying to you. You'll restate it in full, even though it's just like I, I just told you that you absolutely don't need to yeah. restate this entire thing. That is true. So yeah. I know like in with myself, like whenever I'm like debating with someone back and forth and, yeah. and I say something, I feel like they haven't fully understood what I've said. Yeah. I'm going to say the entire <laughs> thing again until you understand just so yeah. there's no confusion. It's just annoying. Yeah. <laughs> it is. But, you know, and I only do that when people are like either like dismissive while I'm speaking or if like they interrupt me. So it's like if I have, you know, a minute to speak right and then yeah. you interrupt me 45 seconds in yeah i'm gonna start the whole minute over again <laughs> and you're gonna listen to the whole thing again because you shouldn't have inter- interrupted yeah I, I think i do the pivot thing too where it's like but w- without the agreement i think you agree sometimes i, I hate agreeing with people when i know I'm right. <laughs> no and I, and I usually feel like i'm right no, because I, I think it's like a and, and again, it's, it's not necessarily done out of bad faith. It's actually done in good faith of like, I'm trying to let you know that I hear you. Like, I, I understand exactly what it is that you're saying. And to some degree, I actually do agree with what you're saying. And honestly, that's how I feel about like most issues, not most issues, but a decent amount of issues is I see what your point is, yeah. but I just don't necessarily agree with that point. So I'll I'll concede to you that. I, OK, good point. I sort of agree. But also, yeah. I don't because I think reason. I think you'll you'll concede even if like you know that point is stupid for the sake of the pivot. Like yeah, you, it's like you'll sacrifice your. But that's but that's one child. People are yeah, <laughs> to save the other. Get rid of the firstborn, which like, is fair. Yeah, because some people like they don't like all they know is just like the one direction. Like they don't uh, they don't know how to. And, I, and maybe I'm not even the best at it, like listening, but I think I try my hardest to hear what the other person's saying and then give them what my belief is. But I feel like people, even if you say, hey, I understand what you're saying, it, but here's my opinion, they'll be like, no, but you just didn't hear what I said. I'm like, no, no, I fully understood what it was. Yeah. I just don't agree with yeah. you. Uh, you know, one thing I definitely know I do. Yeah. I And this is why I repeat things so much mm-hmm. is there's nothing I love to do more than to use someone's own words against them. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I love we, we call it a so logical uh, uh, strangleholds. Like when, when like somebody says something and then like two minutes later they send them and then right, you're well, like, so you're saying like <laughs> whenever someone s- starts down that path, like, so you, you're just like, a minute ago, where you is this going? Said, you told <laughs> yeah. me, you weird. know who does that really well? What? Kids kids do that really well oh man like, true. like when you with such innocence too like yeah well, you said but that you just but said and you're just like don't fucking tell don't me what i just said you know you you know you suck when like you have no sort of like room to argue with the kid because they're yeah. like is there right <laughs> when, when you start cursing at a child that's when <laughs> everything's like, going when wrong you're like sit the fuck down <laughs> 
shut the fuck up. When you tell a little kid to shut the fuck up. And they're calm. They're yeah. like, all right, I get it. And, and they see the immaturity in you as an adult. You're like, shut the fuck up, little kid. And the kid's like, all right. Okay. You lost. So this is how it works in the adult world. <laughs> um, okay. You so, know what I want to watch, though? So yeah. we're, we're on the topic of like um, arguments, right? And yeah. Argumentative techniques. Mm-hmm. We see that a lot in like, debates and political shows and you know political movies right Mm -hmm. is there i feel like i now want to go search for like a netflix docuseries on the psychology and the psyche behind arguing arguing like argumentative people or or the the science behind like a good argument the the consciousness behind it yeah i I think i i I watch actually uh, and it's not netflix but it's uh youtube for a lot of videos in terms of like and oddly enough um there were a couple of videos about uh game of thrones in terms of like how certain people within game of thrones like argue or like get people to see their point and mm-hmm. so they use like Tyrion as an example they use Tywin, lord Varys, and lord Varys, yeah. you know uh, all those people and it's like it's actually really interesting stuff in terms of like how to get people to buy into your shit while not like dismissing their shit yeah you know and i think that that's what a lot about I think that's why we have such frustration sometimes when we like debate or like get in arguments is that we're so busy trying to drive our point home, making sure the other person and I'm a victim of this too, trying to make the other person understand that my point is correct, that we don't actually like listen. Like, so even when a person does have a good point or a good idea, we're like, fuck that. Like, <laughs> listen to this shit that I'm telling you uh, instead of being like, instead of being welcoming to like, and, and and I think this goes to my broader issue of, so like in political conversations nowadays, I feel like there's a lot of people who just love the chaos of it all, right? Who don't want to actually solve anything. If you, brought oh, yeah, to, absolutely. if you brought them an actual solution that's like, no, this is the actual solution. They'd be like, man, fuck that. I'm just not going to put money in my pocket. Yeah, I can't. that's socialism. Like, <laughs> that's what happens a lot, too. Yeah. Like, solutions get branded as socialism in politics. Oh, or just like, or at any end of the spectrum, right? So if if a conservative comes up with actually a pretty decent idea, they're like, no, that's the road to fascism. Yeah. If a, uh, you know, uh, you know, somebody on the left comes up with a good idea, they're like, no, that's the road to socialism, you know? Uh, and it's just like, no, like, just like look at the fucking merits of the thing that I'm talking about. Forget the labels and all that shit. Just look at the shit. But it's like, I, I think people just love to like argue, you know? Yeah. And so it's just like, even if they're presented with a fucking solution, it's just like, they immediately dismiss it because they don't that's not what they're looking for they're we're all addicted to just arguing like that's it you know yeah i mean really that's what politics is built on right it is like if you if you ask me there's absolutely no difference between democrats and republicans other Mm -hmm. than like which color they choose to to associate i think there is i think there's definitely so in my opinion like democrats and republicans they they ultimately have the same goal the just different uh language they use right so if, mm. if you're if you're a democrat or republican senator your real mission is to stay in office for as long as possible right i mean that that's as an umbrella yeah like that's all politics yeah. really is so like is let's say you're power. a democrat and i'm a republican right sure. mm-hmm. so you propose a bill i'm gonna knock it down I'm going to propose a bill. You're going to knock it down. We're going to run our elections on continuing to fight for these bills that I know I'm going to propose. You're going to knock it down. And it's really going to get nowhere, but we're going to continue to campaign on 
you know, I made these promises to you in my campaign. We're still fighting the good fight. We're yeah. winning small battles and we're going to get there. And, and then 12 years later, <laughs> <laughs> I've amassed millions of dollars in, in tax loopholes and, yeah. you know, side deals. Yeah. But I, but I think that's, that's like, you, you can look at it from the cynical side of like, yeah, that's pretty much, that, that pretty much is what politics is, is, is that. I'm going to say I want this shit. You're going to be vehemently against it. And then I the shit that you want, I'm going to go hard against it. Um, but I think that there are, there is some middle ground in some places. But I think that's not where the money's made, right? The money's made in chaos, right? It, it's, it's uh, oh, hey, like people just love to play for teams or and like it, I liken it to like football where it's just like, OK, you've got this like why the fuck do i root for the packers i don't fucking know yeah. that like is it their colors is it the like i don't have any fucking you know truly like i don't it wasn't like my dad fucking played for the goddamn team yeah. or some shit uh you know but it, it, that's just my squad you know um and so it's like why do i root for root for them versus anybody else but on sundays i go double hard for them you know what i mean uh and i think that's what a lot of other people do within the realm of politics is just go super hard for their side and politi- politicians know that people do that so what they what do they call it they call it red meat that they toss to their base when it's like oh like they just say or do some shit that they know their base is going to love yeah so it's just meant to like rev people up like yeah uh and we're gonna propose this bill that's going to you know i don't know pick your 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 choice of whatever the fucking issue is and they know their base is going to love it so it's just that they they go and they know they want to play for a team everybody just wants a fucking team to play on and so i think that that's at least as far as i see it that's what the politicians know and that's what they like monetize is the fact that they whether they they themselves actually believe in the shit that they're proposing it's up to debate. Sometimes I wish I got into like, uh, you know, studied, uh, what is it? Political science in school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So much fucking money to be made there. And you don't <laughs> even really have to, uh, accomplish shit. You just have to look like you're always busy. Nah, you know, dude, that shit is for the fucking birds, man. Like, I, cause at the end of my life, I want to say that I like, I like did something that I felt good about. And I'm sure that there's a lot of politicians out there that, that yeah. do, do shit that they feel good about. But you bought they that don't. new house. <laughs> <laughs> Felt good about that. that. This dirty political money. <laughs> yeah, we've been fucking talking about nonsense for like half an hour. Uh, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we'll get back to some fucking TV and film shit. How can we segue this into something related to like film and TV? Yo, I'm not going to lie to you. I have no idea. <laughs> so today we are... What we call winging it. Okay? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, we a hard wing too. Yeah, we, is that we, wait? Is that weird? That's a hard a, wing. Hard wing. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, not that's, weird. That's but on it, fence. It's on um, fence. At the very least, it's on the fence. Yeah. yeah. Hard wing. Hard wing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm gonna, I mean, rebra- I'm gonna rebrand that later <laughs> in the <this> show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. We, we we usually have like a list of like topics or some shit that we want to talk about, but today I just looked at uh, Arena. I was like. Fuck it. Yeah, you know, you know what, what does come to mind though. Yeah, is I feel like sometimes we get so caught up in in talking about like all the things going on in media. Like yeah, what shows are on, what movies are coming out, what movies are playing now, who's mm-hmm. acting in what movie, who directed what. If you stop for a second, right, and we look at like where 
TV film is right now. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, where's it going to be five, 10 years from now? Like one thing I feel like I do is <laughs> even though we're on a podcast where we talk about TV and film, mm-hmm. I do feel like sometimes I'm overwhelmed by it and I watch everybody much is. of it and, yeah. I, and like, and I want to like pull back from it yeah. and maybe just dial in the type of shit I'm exposing myself to. Yeah. But that uh, I think that's why I'm so I'm so careful with the movies that I so I, I do try to just watch for and this podcast has actually helped me watch just like shit that I'm just like I probably wouldn't see that ordinarily on yeah, my own definitely but fuck it you know um you know so but I, I try to be selective in terms of like like knowing okay what director like who what director is behind the movie what studios producing the movie all those type of things to like help me build this sort of like uh, that's not worth my time or you know that might actually be worth at least a look you know I don't know if it's gonna be any good or not but it's at least worth. Uh, uh, but there's some shit that you just see. You're just like, nah, there's just yeah. no way this is going to be good. <laughs> so I think like TV and film are in two like interesting, but different places, right? Yeah. From from my perspective, I feel like TV is in a place where it absolutely does not matter the value of the content that's being put out. It's like put anything out. We need to say that our show has. Or our network has the most shows, the yeah. most watched shows. Yeah, there, there's entirely yeah. way too much content the, on TV. God friended me. There's yeah. uh, a show about a kid who's like a mayor of a small town or some yeah, shit like I was, that. Uh, I was flipping around the channels last night. We we watched a movie. What did we watch last night? Shit. No, I can't remember. Uh, but we watched something, and then we watched the end of Creed, and then we were just flipping around the channels looking for some shit, shit to watch and we end up watching um or did the, the channel like we just saw this weird title on like i think it was the life and i didn't even know it was a lifetime channel it was like it was like life or the the header for the the channel is called lifed and i was like is that lifetime i don't yeah i haven't watched lifetime in so long that i was like i i don't even know if that's what the channel is called but it was like this weird it was like you know, woman, something, something, sex, something. And I was like, that's a weird fucking title. So, so we started watching it, but then we started seeing all these commercials and they had, you know, these, uh, these, uh, uh, little people, uh, or women, uh, who were like, I don't know if they were escorts or I don't know what they were doing, but it was just like, they just kept showing this commercial. And I'm like, are people watching this? Yeah, like reality TV is in a really interesting place right now. It's like, yeah. what group is it of an people? <laughs> well, like, what group of people can we exploit now? Yeah, mm, let's get yeah. the uh, Real Housewives of fucking yeah, blind uh, <laughs> of, uh, yeah. Palestine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that would be a very short series. <laughs> very, <laughs> they just, any of their faces uh, would just be in the house. All of their husbands, though, very yeah. rich. <laughs> that, that, that oil money. Yeah. But like, no. So TV, again, I feel like it's just, you know, these networks are just in a race to rush out content. It doesn't even really matter the value of the show. Like, There, there are no more shows that are going to be lasting like 10, 20 seasons, right? No ERs, Grey's Anatomies, Houses. I, I think uh, that there are, but they... I can't think of one show that's on now, like a new show that I can say, you know, this is going to have a run where they're 
where they make it to 10, 15, 20 seasons. Okay, so for instance, like the Big Bang Theory lasted way longer than anybody was expecting to mm-hmm. last, but then that started back in like 2005. Yeah, no, well, like think of a show that started 2016, 17, maybe 2018 that you're like, this show has oh. legs. Well, Other than f- This Is Us. F- fair enough. Well, how much of fucking This Is Us? Yeah, there, there's only yeah, can you take? There's you know? only so many plot lines that you can try to make people cry on that uh, you know that you just kind of run out of uh, the sauce at that point. Um, Next, they're gonna have an episode on like, oh, he stubbed his toe, <laughs> <laughs> writhing in pain. We're heartbroken. Yeah. There's a lot of crying, a lot of toe toe holding. Everybody inside. gathers around. I don't know if he's gonna make it. Yeah. <laughs> on the eleventh season of This Is Us, like Jesus Christ. Um, no, but I, I think. In some ways, Netflix changed the game. Netflix, along with the quote unquote golden age of TV, changed the game because they made it so that you don't need 22 episodes of a show. In like, so A and E, you know, when they came out with Breaking Bad, uh, you know, uh, Walking Dead, whatever. Does Walking Dead do 22 episodes? Uh, They do a lot because I know they have like a mid-season break. Yeah. It's like, holy, you know, and I, I didn't realize how long the seasons were. Or maybe Breaking Bad did have 22 episodes, and I'm just making that up that they didn't. But I, 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 I don't say- think Breaking Bad did. I know Walking Dead had, like, mid-season breaks, so I think it would be, like, 10 episodes, and then the mid-season break, and then yeah. 10 more episodes. All right, so that was a bad example, but, Why like, the shit fuck? like Game of Thrones yeah. and all that stuff, where it's just, like, you shorten the season, right? But you have high quality, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, think of whatever Netflix show you want to think about. There's no more than 10 or 11 episodes of it uh, per season. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's purposeful, right? Because it's like the more condensed you make shit, uh, the the better the product's going to be. There's no filler episodes where you just like, because I know sometimes when you're watching a show, you just watch it like, you know, they, were, the whole episode they were was about nothing. It. Yeah. <laughs> they just walked it. They did exactly like we did today. We're just yeah. like, what are we going to do today? Like, all right. This episode, <laughs> the characters are just going to wander through the woods <laughs> for a whole hour. Yeah. yeah. They're going to run into a little mess and then yeah, just wander yeah. more through the woods. And we're going to pretend like there's some higher meaning. And that's going to buy yeah. us a week to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to figure, to figure out. out what else we're going to write about. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think that. <laughs> I think that TV is in a very interesting place because you're right. Like, I don't I don't think we have any more of these shows where we're talking about is they're going to go like the distance of like 10 seasons, 12 seasons. Right. But the truth is, I don't think we need that. I think you you get a better quality product when you shorten the lifespan of the show. Right. Because in, in a weird way, I, I don't think Game of Thrones would have survived as long as it did if they didn't have the books to rely on. There's yeah. so much content within the books that they needed about eight or nine seasons in order to tell the at least a, a vague full breadth of the uh, of the story. Um, but, you know, all their seasons are condensed. They're eight or nine episodes uh, yeah. per season. And that that brings me to a good point then. Right. So it's when I talk about these shows that have gone on 10, 15, 20 years, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Grey's Anatomy, House, uh, what was it? E.R., uh, what are some what are some other shows? Uh, uh, CIS, yeah. But I mean, all those are just like uh, the, those cop shows yeah. or procedural shows aren't really like they don't fit because they they don't need they don't have any for, uh, format. Well, yeah, like Lost and Grey's Anatomy, right? I think yeah. and I think those are two shows that went on so long it kind of became about nothing. Yeah, and then you have these like just unfathomable like 
kind of like unreal yeah. plot lines that just develop because yeah, uh, we need to develop no a new storyline just yeah. to keep the show going more seasons. Um, so yeah, you might be right. Like the it might be about shorter, more condensed series or shows yeah. um, or seasons. Uh, but again, what that does, right? Like let's say it from a network perspective. Mm-hmm you know, fuck, you know, we're no longer going to have the shows that go on 20 seasons. Now we're going to have shows that go on three or four seasons and each season it's maybe seven to 10 episodes. Right. Yeah. So you need more content. You need more shows to take up airtime. Yeah. So what do you do then is you get, get more writers in, you get more scripts, you pilot more shows, you, and and then then you eventually start putting out, trash just because you need stuff to fill the air right and because you need sponsors to buy commercial time on the shows for your network to make money and blah 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 so i just feel like tv is shit right now no i don't i don't, I don't think tv shit i just think that's yeah, shit fair enough shit. all right a declarative statement yes <laughs> tv is shit uh but i i think that there's just too much content out there for us to all sift through like I think that if I wanted to go try to really find like a really good show, I'm sure there's like 20 shows I haven't watched that's on their like third or fourth season that if I jumped into, I'm sure would be absolutely, you know, great. Um, But there's just too much shit and I'm already addicted to the old shit that I'm watching. So fuck it, you know. Um, But I I think that TV, um, I I think that there is going to come a time when, um, these networks are going to be in trouble because uh, I, I just don't see how they compete with the like, and, and Netflix is going through some trouble too, where they're like canceling a whole shit ton of shows and doing all this other stuff, other stuff. But it's just the sheer volume of content that they're putting out there. And it's not bad quality. You know, it's pretty decent quality that they're putting out there. Uh, so if you have to wait a week, every week to put out a show, and people just lose interest after a while, but they see this Netflix show that they watch an entire season of that they yeah. then become ad- addicted to. Then it, I don't know. It kind of just makes you obsolete. Like I, I, I don't. I couldn't tell you the last time that I actually watched a TV show like live. Like yeah. waited till eight or nine p.m. till the and then actual tuned spot in. That, yeah, yeah. Like the Tuesday eight p.m. I could not tell you the last time I've uh, I've actually that. done that. It, it has to be well within well over two years ago that I actually sat down to like at the scheduled time to watch. Do you remember those days when you would actually plan ahead that week ahead? Like, all right, Tuesdays at eight is when the show I like comes on. Yeah. So I know every Tuesday at eight, I have to be in front of my TV. Right. And then that's how, you know, the networks and, and, you know, the companies, the sponsors, that's when they really could capture your time Mm -hmm. because they know Tuesday at eight, you're going to be watching that show. Yeah. Now it's so fragmented because yeah. you, you could be streaming something else or you can on demand that show at a later time. And yeah. uh, it's changed so much. Like, well, the, I think that's why they, they have, they're starting to build. It used to be that they didn't have any, like any sort of like ads on, you know, the when, when you uh, on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but now it's like, if you go on Hulu or if you go on, I don't know, whatever your pick of whatever uh, streaming platform, besides perhaps netflix um that's all you fucking get are like ads yeah you know uh it's just ads out the ass and it's just like i don't know if this is what i signed up for guys this, yeah. this might not be that much better than just tuning in at eight with the exception that i actually physically have to be there to watch it at at 8 p.m 
Um, but yeah, I don't, and and then it's even worse too, because it's like, you see the ticker. So it's like, uh, on one of four in terms of like the ads and you're just oh, like, fuck. fuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why? Hey, you know, what must've been a really interesting <laughs> conversation, right? Yeah. So this is like on the back end of like the deals that are made between sponsors and networks and, you know, uh, sh- di- the different shows and programs. Right. Yeah. So Let's say uh, USA when they first introduced uh, on demand, right? Mm-hmm. Now you can stream USA, your favorite show or movie on USA on demand, yeah. right? Uh, then the sponsors were probably like, you know, well, fuck, what about our commercials? <laughs> yeah. you know, are you still going to air our commercials? Yeah. Uh, and then the network has said, yeah, yeah, we can air your commercials, right? Yeah. Um, you got to pay more. <laughs> Do they pay more for that? So, I would think they, it would be like sort of like a almost like a package deal. Because it's like it's like the content itself, like like so the reason why they would pay to like show something at a particular time is because that's they when know they want to capture their audience, that right? particular audience. So, but it's like if the thing itself isn't changing, you're just putting it out for everybody to be able to like see online at whenever mm-hmm. time they want. Why do I have to pay more? Like you're not giving me any more quality. Like it's not like you just came out with a better show. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So. Let's say let, let's focus on the Tuesday eight o'clock show, right? Yeah. The sponsors who are airing, running their TV commercials during that Tuesday eight o'clock, yeah, on that particular show, mm-hmm. know that the audience that's watching that show is likely the same audience who they would you know want to uh, influence to buy their product, right? Yeah. So that network airs that show Tuesday at eight, and then the following day you can now stream that show, yeah. right? The net that the sponsors also want to, you know, still have their product featured when that show is being streamed. Yeah. So but the network is like, oh, you know, on demand is on demand. You know, you can go to your on demand service and you can just watch it, even though it aired the night before. Do we build in commercials? Right. And I think when on demand initially launched, there were no commercials. Right. I think for some platforms, but for some others, like if you go to like any of the network, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on demand sites like NBC or CBS, whatever you want to say, <clears throat> I think they've they've kind of always had maybe it hasn't been so much yeah. because now it's just like four ads within, you know, the same, uh, you know, if, you, if, if you're watching a show, it'll pause it and then there's four ads and then you get back to watching the yeah. show. Um, I don't think it, it was always like that. Perhaps it would be like one ad. <clears throat> but I think they've always it's had. definitely evolved though because like I, I think before maybe like you can be, stream something on demand and, and there were like no or limited commercials right yeah and then they started to build in a lot of these commercials and ads and right then they made it so that you can't and um, but you what you were able to do was because I remember there was um there was a show I think it was on FX uh it may have been like the Americans or um another earlier show mm-hmm. and I remember like I was watching season one of the show and I was streaming it because I hadn't seen it like the year before. Yeah. And I could fast forward through the commercials. Right. Yeah. And so the networks are like, Man, well, fuck you that. know, <laughs> we put your commercial on yeah. the streaming um, uh, service that we offer. Yeah. But then the sponsors like, well, people are fast forwarding through our commercials. <laughs> and the network is like, well, uh, tough to we can that. make it so they can't skip the commercials. They have to watch it. I'm sure they had to pay more for that. But you're going to yeah. have to pay more. So the sponsors are like, Bastards. okay, <laughs> yeah, we want to pay. We'll pay more, right? Yeah. And then, and then the next evolution of that is with the networks I feel like are doing now where they tell you like, hey, 45, like, 
25 minutes into the show, yeah. we're going to run four ads for you. And those ads may run recurring, like back to back to back. Yeah. And then that's all the ads you're going to see. But during that time, you have to watch these four unskippable ads. Yeah, right? I don't even think they tell you that you can't skip anymore. They just take away the entire bar. They take yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have the skip option anymore. It takes over your computer. It's you, like, you can't turn the TV <laughs> off. The volume goes up. You can't adjust the volume anymore. This, this, wherever you're sitting, straps come out of the seat and lock you in so you can't move. This something opens up your pupils, so you have to fucking just sit there with your all the fucking open. doors locked, so yeah. you can't get out. Um, like the, the fucking house would be on fire and shit, and the, like the TV still going. Yeah. Tied two more tide. ads. Yeah, you got two more ads. So, but look, look, and then here's here's the next part of it, right? So. If, if I'm if you're the sponsors and, and there are four ads on this show, yeah, you want to be one or two because you know you're gonna have the you, someone may sit through and watch the first ad, they may yeah. sit through and watch the second, right? Yeah, or they're gonna make it back for you're, watch you're the fourth over, ad. You're underestimating the laziness of people. I I know for one, even if I have four ads and I know I don't want to watch it and I can't fast forward, I'm just like this is what I'm doing. You know, what's happening. So, so but like, let's say you're at home, right? And you're in front of the TV and yeah. like those four ads come up. Yeah. Are you going to watch the first one? And then maybe. No, like, I don't pay attention at all. Like, I, I'll just like, I'll, I'll, am I, do I have to do my taxes? Like, I'll just start yeah. doing some random shit. So I would say that the, 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 the two best options are one and four, right? Cause you might be watching yeah, the show. Four is probably the best bet. Cause yeah. that's like, I, this is the fourth one. This is it. Let's get this shit over so I can get back to my. Yeah. But then I well, remember well, that one, one. Like so, like let's say you're watching your show, then bam, ads hit. You may actually yeah. sit through the one just because you're, you know, comfortable in your space and you're already sitting. And bam, you know, you're presented with the first ad. You may watch that. Add two and three. You're, you're gonna pick up your phone. You're gonna get on social media. You're gonna start texting. You're gonna make a call. Get something to eat. Take a piss. Yeah. Do whatever you gotta do. Add four. You're gonna come back. Even if you don't catch all of the ad, you're gonna you catch, catch like the back end of it. it. Yeah, yeah. And then get back to your show. Yeah. Right. So sponsors are like, yeah. all right, you know, <laughs> Yo, let me get that four spot. Let me get that four. Well, I got it. Yo, I just watched the fire documentary. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you watch it on Netflix? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So I saw the dude who was just like, uh, so he called me up and he was like, you got to take, take one for the, the team. team? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's getting his own show, right? Is he really? He's getting his own show. Oh, he deserves that. After, after admitting that on the fire documentary, yeah. you got to you got to get your Fucking own show. Blue. I, and like. You, you know what's funny about even though this guy basically admitted to <laughs> going to suck some dick as a bribe, right? Yeah. You, you, what does that show? A level of commitment <laughs> to something that he most people down for the cause. will not go to that level. He was fucking down. Yeah. You know, that like you probably saw that and you're like, damn, you know, if I'm going to put on an event, I might hire that guy because I know he's going to do whatever it takes to get it done. Yeah. And he was also like very. Cavalier like, about it, yeah. yeah. He was very like cavalier about it, and he was also like really like charming and charisma. Like whenever yeah. he was speaking during the documentary, like he he was fun to listen to and to watch. Yeah. So of course, whoever the label exec was, or whoever the person that was like, let's get him a show. Yeah. Is looking like a genius right now because yeah. they just like we've got a regular guy who's really hot right now, who's super interesting. He's gay. We're gonna win that audience already, yeah. right? Let's get him a show. Yeah. Yeah, really? it was, it, yeah, but watching that documentary was just hard. It was hard to sit through, man. Because the whole time, it's just like a train wreck that you're yeah. just like, 
yo, just you just keep thinking at any you point, can't get anywhere. just get off the fucking tracks. Like, just get off the fuck. Like, you have every opportunity to get off of this shit. But it, I, I'm glad I did watch it because it 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 reminds me of like, yo, when you make commitments to people, when you promise shit, like it, it's not just all about the glitz and glamour of like saying you're doing shit. So, okay, I'm I'm gonna say this, and this might be controversial for a specific reason but i'll say nonetheless so on social media i see there are some people who they're accomplishing some things and they're doing some things and they're like oh my gosh isn't this great the thing that i'm doing and but i personally know that the thing you're holding up or the thing that you're saying is uh your achievement or whatever it's like in in the real world of like the actual field we're talking Mm -hmm. about it's not going to get you that far. Like that's just a piece of paper to say, Hey, pat on the back. Thanks for paying your money for this course. Yeah. You know? And, but, and so it's just like, when you look for that gratification of everybody patting you on the back, I think that's what leads you down the road of Billy, what, what is it? Uh, McFarland or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it is like you you get infatuated with the world of the of the image that you paint to the world versus actually creating something that like has legs. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, and the documentary spoke to that throughout the whole thing, right? Where you know this, the guy Billy, he didn't come from money. He wasn't rich. He wasn't like you know one of the super elite uh, New York City socialites or Hollywood socialites, but he wanted to like live that lifestyle or appear to live that lifestyle, which is where that card came from. Yeah. Membership. Mobius or something like that. Where you get invited to super luxury events where like celebrities and whatnot hang out. Yeah. And then people ascribe to that because they're like, oh, I want to be around other celebrities. And then that gave birth to the fire festival. It's like, pay seven thousand dollars to come hang out with some of the world's top models or whatever yeah. right and people are dying to to get a get a glimpse of that lifestyle yeah and and, they'll, and, and they'll do anything and that's what social media is social media is just like your highlight reel it like, is man these are all oh. the great things i do yeah none of the the grueling like you know i'm going to show you when I'm out to brunch, yeah. but I'm not going to show you the toilet. Yeah, like it's, it's ESPN for everybody's life, right? Yeah. You just get to see the fucking highlights. You don't really get to see the actual like nitty gritty shit that got you to, you know, uh, wherever it is you're trying to go. But I, I think it was a reminder for me that I can't get infatuated because sometimes I look at social media like, man, fuck, like. What if I just like, because I could post pictures all the time of me doing some crazy shit, having working with some crazy equipment, be like, I'm a director. But it's yeah. like, I haven't earned that yet. Like, I haven't, like, I've done some small shit, but I haven't, like, earned that. I haven't earned that praise yet, you know? And it's just like, I want to go through, like, the dirty work of getting there because that's what's sustainable, you know? Yeah. Like, all the shit of just taking pictures. Like, I, I see, you know, um, filmmakers all the time who, like, I know, like, aren't like actual like filmmakers, but they just are, you know, want to uh, get a photograph with a fancy camera. And they're like, look at me. Like, aren't I, you know, great now because I'm holding a camera. And it's yeah. just like, and uh, it's like, there, I do respect the um, kind of like you portray a certain image and then you work to then eventually like live up to that image. Right. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like the, 
fake it. What is it? How, how fake does it till you make it. Fake it till you make it thing. Yeah. I do believe there is a certain um, respect to that where it's like, I'm going to show you what I want to become or what I aspire to become. And mm-hmm. I'm going to let you think that's what I am now. I'm going to work my ass off to get to the point where I actually have achieved that level of success. Mm-hmm. But in order for me to win your business or to win you over, I have to pretend to be something I'm not yet. Now, I yeah. it's when people pretend to be something they're not and then never actually uh, Follow take the steps. the steps to achieve it, that's right? That's, that's what I don't respect. Yeah. No, that's, that's really fair. Uh, it's just, like, specifically within the filmmaking world, like, it, it's like, there's such a wide gap between, you know, you doing nothing and you accomplishing that goal that you set for yourself. Like, and I've personally, like I've been through trying to like build something from the, from ground up. And I'm not saying that I did it the right way or I did it the correct way. Um, uh, but it, I just know it's not that easy and just simply showing photographs of like hey i'm doing this i'm doing that it's like it i and maybe i should just leave it at this it's not my way to go because i to me that's where what leads you to that fire festival is trying to produce an image that is greater than what you're actually capable of and i don't want to i don't want to ever be project an image of more than what i'm capable of i just want to be like I want whatever yeah, I'm that, that's of, dangerous, right? To, it is dangerous because you, then you start making promises you can't keep. Like I, the whole thing, I had fucking anxiety watching the fire festival because I was like, "Yo, what if I try to do a movie and like I got none of the shit together? People start showing up, actors and actresses, but nothing's like together for it. And, yeah, like it's just fucking pandemonium, and people are like, "Uh, we thought you Yo, were doing and, this and shit." That happens. I feel like that oh, happens so much with like, with media, right? Where it's yeah. Uh, you know, and I know it happens all the time with like aspiring Instagram models and aspiring photographers, right? Yeah. Photographers are DMing girls like, yo, let's do a shoot. It's like, yeah. I only got one camera and this is the stock lens <laughs> that came with it. But <laughs> this, I, I this got is that. that. Like, what, what, what is the stock lens? It's like the 18, 18 to it's 50 like 18 or to 75 shit, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even like the, yeah. it's like the fish eye. It's not yeah. even the, the wide lens. Um, it's like, this is all I really got from this Nikon yeah. uh, D7, yeah. D6 or whatever. Um, but again, you know, I, I, I do, you know, I, I don't mind the people who like fake it, but they actually put in the work till they actually get to the point where they're like, hey, this is real now. Yeah. Um, that's not always the case. And it's so easy to, to f- you know, fake it as a photographer and not actually put in the work or fake it as a filmmaker and not actually put in the work. Yeah. The scary thing really is, though, is like when you get to that point where, um, you know, someone needs you to do something you said you're capable of doing yeah. and you can't It's like, oh, hey, you said you were a videographer and you could also do audio, video editing yeah. and like motion graphics and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. I need all of that. And, yeah. and then they're like, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't do any of that shit. I had this nice camera, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, can, and, I can only send you the raw files. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, you're gonna have to color grade all of this shit yourself. <laughs> uh, uh, so I, I've had a couple shoots that I've been on where it didn't necessarily go to plan. Like say, like I had a specific idea of what I wanted to do, and like either it wasn't in the budget or like shit just didn't turn out the way that like I was specifically wanting it to. Um, but I think moreover, my fear is 
like yeah like promising more than what you're actually like capable of because i've i've been in scenarios early on in 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 my sort of you know when i was just kind of starting out like where i would be you know like my first client that i got you know it was like oh can you do this this and that i was like yeah why not you know um and then but like i I, like you said like i I would find a way to then produce the thing that they were looking for, you know, at least to the best of my ability. Um, and usually I, I, I hit the mark, you know, um, there's only been one or two times where I was like, ah, I, you know, I, yeah. I, I don't think I deliver it as, but it was never to the fucking level of you know, let's fly everybody out to the fucking Bahamas and just have no food, no water, no, no way to get home. No, like, that's to me it's like they gave me such anxiety like what do you just stop <laughs> you know what made me feel really good about like after having watched the fire festival and having heard like stories on the back end yeah um there were a few like wins right there, there were some people who actually had a great time um uh it's because you put alcohol in any situation and you, you'll find a way yes like the people time. who maybe had no business being there or like <laughs> who got there from like, so apparently there was a guy who had like won a free ticket to the fire festival. Right. Yeah. And I think his name was like random guy, something, something. And he like told his story on Reddit. He got a free ticket. Um, I think his flight was covered as well. Yeah. And he gets there. Right. So he's like, I didn't pay any of this shit to be there. I didn't have any like real expectations. I was just kind of like winging it just cause it was all free. So I was like, yeah. fuck it. And he got to watch this just massive <laughs> yeah. uh, train wreck. Yeah. And that would be fun. If if I didn't have any financial commitment nah, to get here. I, dude, I, I have anxiety about being places and not being able to like, that's like my worst fear is to be stuck somewhere mm-hmm. and not have any way to like get home. Like even a prospect of like, hey, this is how this is usually t- like worked out. If it's like, yo, they drop you in the middle of the fucking Bahamas and they're like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, there are no planes. Uh, we don't know where you would even get on a plane. Good luck. Like, yeah. I'd be like, fuck. See, I feel like if I were at the fire festival, right? Like, and let's yeah. say I was there for free like this guy. Yeah. I know I would survive because I would just bully whoever I had to bully. <laughs> like, like, like they, they had tents, right? Yeah. And, Apparently, what happened when everyone found out, like, I mean, you saw it when everyone yeah, yeah, found yeah. out, like, oh, fucking, like, like, this is a train wreck. Yeah, yeah. They scrambled to find mattresses to sleep yeah. on and tents to sleep in. Yeah. I would just pull up in somebody's tent, like, yo, listen, either this is my tent <laughs> now or we can share. <laughs> you know, I'll fight whoever I have to, or we can all just be civil and it's, share this tent. Fucking, but that's like, like fucking, uh, that's like like Lord of the Flies. Yeah, that's like or Lord of the Flies <laughs> shit, dude. Just yeah. fucking killed it, or the be Kong killed. shell or whoever yeah, had, yeah. whoever had the shell. Hey, listen, I, I want to smash one of you in the head with a rock. And there's no police out here. Just yeah, checking any I have shit. too much of a conscience to do anything like that. I'd be like, yo, take my ten. I don't care. I, like, it's fine. You I feel like people got savage really quick. They, they did. Yeah. they showed them. But um, no, it would have been amazing to have been there to like just yeah. see the train wreck happening. Yeah. And like one of the things you said, like, you know, it was all these like, you know, rich people or people with like daddy's money who came and think thinking they were going to hang out with their favorite celebrities. Yeah. Like Pitbull and Bella Habibi BB or whatever the fuck in her <laughs> name is. Hadid. Hadid. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, And then they come to find out like we don't even have places to sleep. Yeah. And they're like very like pampered, like rich Instagram people. Right. And then. 
they have to sleep in the sand or sleep on like yeah. shitty tents or wet mattresses yeah. for one day. Yeah. Uh, that would have been fun to see. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, so when the one guy was talking, he had like the red hair and he was like telling, you know, describing like how yeah, he yeah. kept like asking questions and nobody was answering him and they still went down there and yada yada. So he didn't really make a like a like a strong like, let me have some sort of empathy for you because the whole time I'm like, motherfucker like he's just like he's you like, knew he, something he, was wrong he's talking about like his like, the little bracelet thing and i think that's the point where he just kind of lost me where he was just like they, and they were asking me to put like hundreds of thousands of dollars on this bracelet and i was like well you know if you guys want me to i guess i will yeah but uh this seems kind of strange and i was yeah, like yeah wasn't it like shut the they were sending out what? emails to people like you need to put money on this yeah bracelet right now or yeah and he was like i guess and i'm like all right like you deserve whatever you got but it, saying that it's just like I think the the nature of everybody who's not fucking filthy rich is just like, man, fuck those people. They got what yeah. they deserve. But at the, at the same time, it's just like, okay, well, that's like you saying, y'all, I've saved up all year and I'm finally going to get to go to this great fucking cruise that I've been hearing about. And I saved my money and I and I spent it on that. Um, and then I get there and it's a complete shit show. It's just like, it's not their fault. They're, I mean. Some of them, yeah, they stepped on others to get to where they are. But if you have money, like that's like what you do when you fucking have money. You do some bougie ass shit, you know. And it's but it doesn't make the situation any less fucked up. I I felt bad for the people who like because like there are some people who genuinely, you know, they say spend your money on experiences, not things, right? Yeah. So they save Uh, their money for that kind of shit because they're like, wow, that's gonna actually be an interesting experience so i'll get yeah. to travel and, and and experience something new yeah and they may and the have fucking gorgeous too, yeah and so. they may have actually spent like a lot of their savings to go on this experience yeah just to have been completely fucked yeah. over yo yeah and then i'd have brought I, a strap with me just, <laughs> just in case because apparently that was like pablo escobar's like yo, secret island or some shit like where that. where it all went wrong too was that they were saying like yo just you can do whatever the fuck you want here just don't say that it's Pablo Escobar's. And then in the fucking uh, the the like social media the press thing, release or whatever, or like the video that they had, they had Pablo Escobar's former private island. It's just and, like, what and, are you then, doing? and then they had to go find another island. Yeah, right, to, like yo, you're shooting yourself literally in yeah. the fucking foot in that situation. Like, just stop. Like, but it's one of those things. Like, you create this big problem, right? Yeah. And then people buy into the problem. They give you yeah. the money because the problem is so exciting. Yeah. And you have to find. Even if you find a bullshit solution, yeah, you're well. You're in quicksand at that point, and and I think that's the part of it that that mm. that, that, that I stick to is is like you you you've built this thing, and because what they were saying with Billy was like he had to put this thing on, and I think that's why he was still going a hundred miles an hour, even yeah. though everybody's like, "Yo, this is not going to yeah, work." We just need to like send everyone an email and apologize, yeah. and, and he was like, that. "No, we won't." <laughs> it, it was uh, like it was like that scene. From The Wolf of Wall Street, right? Mm-hmm. Where Leonardo DiCaprio's character, he knows that he should... Because um, I think they gave... Have you seen the movie? Yeah. 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 So it was like they gave him... like They were like pretty much like, you you need to stop what you're doing. What you're doing is like fraud. Um, if you stop, if you admit to money laundering and blah, 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 like you'll get like less time or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then 
but he wanted the glory, right? Yeah. He wanted like everyone cheering his name. Oh, like, so he, he didn't like leave. He came yeah. back and made the speech. Yeah, he did yeah. the speech. He, and he, then he came back and he was like, we will move forward or we'll keep going or yeah. like whatever he said in that moment. And that's what Billy was doing. He was like, yeah. I know I should stop. Like there is a very fucking clear sign right now that I need to stop this. Yeah. But I like the feeling of people like chanting my name. I like the well, followers on Instagram. That I like the mo- being around the model. So we're going to keep moving forward. Fuck himself. But, the, but that, and he was in like in the hole for like 25 mil. So it was yeah. like, that's also an incentive to not stop. This yeah. is like when you've already got 25 mil invested and then you're just like, all right, let's, let's wrap this up guys. This isn't going to work. Um, then you're fucked. Right. Because it's like, and, and they were like, they, they said that they built clauses into like the, the contracts with, the, I guess, their investors saying like uh, that they're on the hook no matter what. So whether the festival takes place or not, he's, his ass is still on the line for that money. So it's just like, yo, you need this shit to, to, to pop off. But in that case, wouldn't you go through extraordinary measures to make sure the shit could actually happen? Like yeah. if I knew I was going to be on I mean, the- I think they tried to go through those, um, like the gentleman who uh, was going to, <laughs> suck the 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 the, the penis, dock, <laughs> the penis. <laughs> and I forget what he was like, what was he like the uh, uh I think he was he, he, he used to uh I think he, he used to work like with that? oh the the guy that oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah they were trying to get like water in or whatever right yeah they they were trying to get water in yeah. uh, ports uh they were trying yeah. to get water in and uh the guy he was just like yo I'm not going to give this up unless you give me like 100 grand or some yeah. shit like that and then and so, uh, and so, yeah, that, that's why the dude was. Yeah, I mean, and I, I do think they genuinely exhausted um, all the resources they could to put this show on. No, no, I mean, well before that. I yeah. mean, before they even got to the island, before they did the social media thing or whatever. Like, if you knew this thing had the potential to be that big and you're dealing with all this fucking money, wouldn't you then sit down and be like, yo, who do I have to go talk to? Especially if you don't know anything about it, right? Yeah. Like, I have to go find whatever the expert team is that's behind whatever fucking festival. Oh yeah. These people did the festival way, you know, that, that was successful in New York or yeah. LA or whatever. Okay. Let me go at least talk to them and figure out what they did. Maybe I can take somebody from their team. They can like run point. You know what I mean? Like, you know, do some you know shit like that though? versus I think in the beginning they did that. And all those experts told them like, you know, Yo, what, yeah, yeah, what, yeah, what you're doing is work. it's not, like you, oh, you just okay. can't do it. But he just was like, fuck it. Yeah. Like this a lot of people to, like I think they reached out to a lot of event production companies that were like, you know, you know, we're putting on this thing, mm. we're gonna do it on this island, we're gonna have all these celebrities fly in, and we're gonna have you know, no, no, three thousand. But that's what catering. I mean. Why didn't they talk to them before they like made it a thing where they like promised people, hey, we're doing no, this, right? No, apparently they did. Right. Then why do and, it? Then? And then all the experts told him, like, what you're trying to do, it's never been done before. And because I guess it's that it can't no, that, be done or it's the too most expensive powerful to do. line is. And they just it's kept going. never been done before because that can break both ways. Yeah, that can break either. This is revolutionary what you're doing and you've changed the yeah, game. It's never been or done before and we did it or it, it stays never done before because, because it failed. Be done. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and that was the thing. People were like what you're trying to do logistically you know, flying in all of these people and, and, you know, to a small island that has no real, uh, like, uh, uh infrastructure, infrastructure yeah. for, 
that type of traffic. Yeah, like, like no incoming plumbing, traffic. no uh, fucking. Like that, I mean, how are you going to fly the people in? How are you going to boat them to the island? Yeah. Uh, plumbing, food, water, it's not built for that. Yeah. And then the experts were like, dude, don't do it. This is a very bad idea. Or at least do it on a much, much, much smaller scale than that. Yeah. Like, do, and like, he had a perfect opportunity. If you have this island and shit, you can still throw a dope just ass party. Throw a dope party, but like with like a, like just take, say like a thousand people, right? And put them on the island, right? And then the buzz from that is going to like make it, okay, hey, next year, what are we doing? You know, how can we? And then we have an entire year to plan for it. Yeah. Don't fucking try to do fucking 6,000 people out the gate. Like, yeah, what do you mean? They wanted doing? to go big out the gate, but. Yo, I guess that redefines go big or go home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but one of the things, like, one of the things I took from that that was really interesting is, um, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know if it was Ja Rule who said it at the end or no, you know what? It was actually the um, the guy. I think he was like uh, Middle Eastern. He had the slick back ponytail. He was one of the guys who. Oh yeah, the yeah, end, yeah, yeah. He had that like the the beard. The beard. Yeah. yeah. He was one of the guys at the end who was just like, you know what? I'm I'm done with this. I'm not going to be a part of this anymore. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Uh, at the end, he was like, you know, you, you're probably going to see or hear about Billy McFarland again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or maybe you won't hear about him, but it's likely he's going to be involved in something big down the road at some point in time, right? Because some companies have to be looking at this like that guy, even though it was a colossal failure, he built it up to that point. They generated a lot of revenue from it, you know. Did they? Uh, he owed a lot of people, but like, yeah. you know, the the $5,000 tent packages were selling Oh, like within hours because right? you're, you're selling people dreams like when you when you sell people dreams you can sell, people are good at selling dreams right yeah. there there's there's not a, 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 a there's not a for instance right uh billy is a great marketer uh or at least i wouldn't even call him a great he, marketer. You know, he's a great marketer he's just lacks uh like I, but I, ethics I, I, behind no, no, it right but that's just it i don't think he himself is actually a great marketer but he's great at he's selling great strategist. strategists for like um, selling shit to people like or like and not and not marketing in a sense of like I'm going to post this on social media or some shit. But like being in a, like a meeting with somebody and being like, hey, let me get you to buy into this idea. Yeah, that's what he was uniquely good at. So a company like American Express is like, All right, we need a credit card that's going to target millennials who want to live that like. Uh, extravagant lifestyle, like yeah. earn points every time they go out to eat, uh, tickets to exclusive events with celebrities, right? Mm-hmm. Who do we bring in <laughs> to help us like get some strategy around the launch of this product? Bring in the vet. Get me the guy. <laughs> See from him the, coming in his yeah. chains and fucking like jail <laughs> no, outfit. But, that, but that's real. Like get me the guy from the fire festival. Like yeah. we want his ideas. We want to hear how he built that. Obviously, we're going to take our necessary precautions not to end up like he did. But yeah. bring him in as a silent consultant, right? So yeah. he's not on the front end of it. But I feel like you're going to see someone like him working on the back end a lot of a lot of these things. Well, I, I think there are a lot of people that like are him, right? But perhaps didn't take it to this level, but you know have probably done similar things and are just that their their talents, you know, are are reminiscent to his. Uh, but I, I think the problem with that sort of mind frame though is those people are always going to want to push the envelope and go big right 
but you need somebody who can view them as just a person who has great ideas. But the problem is, is that they never want to like admit like, like you need that Obi-Wan to that person's, you know, Luke, right? Like you need that person who's just gonna be like, chill out, bro. Let's take yeah. our time with this. I mean, and, and that's what like the, the, company like American Express would be, right? Yeah. Bring him in. We bring Billy in to no, consult. But what I'm saying is he's he himself is always like he'll he'll recognize that that people are like trying to stifle him or be like, that's a great idea, but perhaps let's go with this smaller, more practical thing. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be like at some, at certain points he's gonna be like, man, fuck this and try to execute the larger impossible thing. It's it's like always going to be that perpetual like cycle of like you're gonna tell me no you're gonna tell me no I'm gonna be like fuck you I'm gonna go yeah. do this shit but I mean like and, and what would what would a company like American Express do at that point okay thank you <laughs> for uh, your consultation we'll just you need know. your uh, press uh, or your badge back uh, use that <laughs> confidentiality agreement we'll keep a copy you have a copy as well great we're good to go <laughs> we never work together um, but y- yeah. you know what I feel like. Billy was behind yeah. the the marketing and advertising for uh, Captain Marvel because <laughs> <laughs> because this movie was uh, uh, toted up to be this incredible epic cinematic experience this bigger than 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 life almost Infinity War uh, I don't think anybody built it up to that but proceed. Okay, almost an, an Avengers <laughs> equivalent. Uh, I don't think I still don't, I don't think anybody. No, built it no, up to that no. Th- this movie in the Captain Marvel character, right? If you know anything about the, um, the the story, like the backstory to yeah. uh, Carol the, Danvers, to not, not really even Carol Danvers, to Captain Marvel, to the Infinity War, Infinity Gauntlet. Um, I don't even think she. I don't think she series. was in Infinity Gauntlet. I'll be honest with you. I don't remember her being there. No, she was. Yeah, Captain Marvel's a part of it. I don't believe it. Uh, but before we get to any of that shit, let's go ahead and uh, let's drop these air horns. We got another fucking press play. That's what we do. Captain Marvel, uh, 2019, um, Brie Larson, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Zany, uh, Space Odyssey. I don't even think that's that's an accurate description of the movie. But, <laughs> uh, but before we jump into the actual press play, uh, we're going to go through a little bit of uh, the history of uh, Captain Marvel and, and talk about some of its uh, origins. Now, we are not, uh, at least I am not, uh, a comic book buff. I don't, I wouldn't consider myself to be very nuanced uh, in that realm. Shout out to JP, my uh, my resident uh, comic book uh, connoisseur. Uh, so we're going to try to take, you know, uh, our liberties with uh, this origin um, but we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, the origins of a uh, uh, one Carol Danvers and yeah. yeah. So this, this character as we know it, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, first appeared in I believe it was 1968, right? So this mm. character has had a lot of time and uh, to to build and have has had a lot of appearances in different um, storylines throughout Marvel. Um, original writers or creators of Captain Marvel were. Roy Thomas and Gene Colan. Mm-hmm. Um, they initially first, uh, Carol, Carol Danvers first appeared in uh, Superheroes number 13. Again, that was in March 1968, uh, where she was just an officer in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you know she was colleague to the Kree superhero Marvel, who we met in the film. Uh, I believe her name was da- Lawson, something. Lawson yeah, in the, in the uh, yeah, yeah, in, in the movie. But so I, I think in the comic books though, uh, Marvel was like some commander in the the Air Force. Uh, and it was it was actually a dude. Yeah. Um. And she, I guess, was his secretary or some shit like that. And then like some sort of explosion happens. Yep. And then somehow so she she was DNA. she was uh Carol Danvers was actually like interested in Marvel. Like, they had somewhat of a a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um. The explosion happened. Their uh, her his blood intertwined and mixed with hers, mm-hmm. and that's how she, uh, over time, would gain her yeah, abilities. She was known as Miss Marvel. Uh, I believe uh, for, from um, uh, from back yonder. Yeah, she's um, had a few name changes: Miss Marvel, um, Captain Marvel, and I think there was another. Uh, she also went by a third name as well. Yeah, but uh, in any event, um, yeah, there's like a the pretty fairly rich backstory as far as from the seventies, eighties, nineties, yada yada. Um, but uh, I think the thing that I found most interesting, though is that as each with each iteration of her it's it's like because it started out as sort of uh you know a conscious of like feminism and and uh you know uh, that sort of wave uh back in like the 70s and then flash forward to today where we're getting uh you know captain marvel uh you know and it still, it still is not controversial, but well, I guess in in some ways kind of controversial. Yeah. It was strategically timed then, right, to introduce yeah. female superhero characters that are like lead characters, not just um, uh, you know, glorified assistants or secretaries, right? Yeah. And that's also kind of happening now, where we have Wonder Woman, who you know has a feature film. We have Captain Marvel, who now has a feature film, and the the major roles that she's going to play in Infinity War. Uh, so I, I think it was like strategically timed then, strategically timed now. Yeah, um, like like so for instance, like the, the reason why she was called Miss Marvel to begin with was like it was like a conscious thing of like Miss Marvel, like she's not married and this is her, you yeah. know. So it's like Miss Marvel. Um, she's not someone's wife. She's exactly. not someone's widow. She's her own thing. Um, but the the reason why I find it so interesting as it correlates to now is because. Uh, so the, uh, Brie Larson obviously has some sort of choice words for a particular uh, 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 demographic uh, when she, you know, she was doing the uh, the uh, uh, press tour for the uh, for the movie, uh, and uh, and so it's create this weird sort of split where there's a lot of people who are like are cheering for the movie to succeed, and a lot of people who definitely want to see it fail miserably, um, and. And so it's like a weird sort of thing where people are like, you know, they see the movie as like an obvious shining beacon for women everywhere or, or you know, girls and and uh, believing just like how Black Panther was to, uh, you know, to the to the black community. Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel is the same to uh, to, uh, to, to women. Um, and there are people who are like, man, well, women superheroes existed previously before Captain Marvel. Uh, and you could, you know, have your choice of uh, uh, examples uh, in film. Um, but it, it's like a, that's like a weird thing to say. Right. Because it's like, OK, the the point to like having Miss Marvel, Wonder Woman and all those like having those big, like big movies is like. That's not something that's like. Uh, common, right. 
And so it's like, even if there are specific examples, like, so if pe- people wanted to talk about like, uh, okay, there were black superheroes before Black Panther. I don't know why people are, you know, going crazy because we had Blade or you know, whoever else you want to want to throw in there. But it's like, that was not like, that was like once every like decade you yeah. get one. And, and those characters always had like smaller, like, roles and they would appear in other like storylines right they, they or, were never like or features not, no, or not like so like even if they did have their own thing for instance like wesley Snipes with blade he had his own thing he had like three movies but it's it's not like that was the common thing and that every other superhero was like bl- a black superhero back yeah. in like the 90s it's like no like you're, you're trying to make a it was kind few of a, and far in between yeah you're, you're making a stupid point um if, if that's what your argument is uh and so uh so I, I just find it very interesting how like we were dealing with like feminism and all that stuff back in like the 70s and to watch the progression till now it's it's just like how much have things changed i mean obviously there's a lot of change in the world but like in the general feeling of the of society it's just like I, we're still like going hard against shit like this in 2019. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I think you mentioned this on, on last time we we spoke and uh, how people have created like fake accounts yeah, on Rotten yeah, Tomatoes yeah. to tear the movie down. Yeah, yo, who has that much time? <laughs> like, I, I just I don't have time to do that. And, yeah, and even if I had the time, why? Why? It's why just, is that so important to you? Yeah. Now, this movie, in my opinion, was shit, and we'll get into that. But yeah, uh, I I still even though I don't really care for this movie, yeah. will That's not care not, to give yeah. a bad review about it online. No, yeah. people should still go and see the movie. Yeah. Uh, so again, uh, Captain Marvel, who, uh, you know, throughout her uh, uh, storyline in Marvel goes by many different names. At one point, she becomes a character known as, uh, uh, well, she goes by Miss Marvel. She goes by Bar- Binary. She goes by Warbird, Catherine Donovan, Captain Marvel. Uh, her super... Uh, Human abilities. Uh, let's talk about that really quickly. Strength, speed, yeah. endurance, stamina, uh, energy protection and absorption. Uh, she also has like superior fighting abilities. Uh, again, she goes by several different names throughout the Marvel saga. I'm really interested to see what role she plays in the upcoming Endgame series. Uh, with, I want to see how consistent they stay with the comic books. Because mm. in the comics, I, I think they're is another character who's not going to be in the movie who actually plays a very significant role along with Captain Marvel and, and a few other characters in like defeating Thanos for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, that other character being Silver Surfer, um, he's not in it. So again, I wonder if they're going to uh, kind of blow up her importance in the storyline. Well, she, we actually she don't know who's going to be in it yeah. because of uh, because of that deal with Fox. We don't fucking know. Well, we know so. Captain Marvel's going to be in it. Um, apparently, Wolverine is, has been seen on set production. Uh, we, uh, Quicksilver has been seen on production set for Endgame. No, but that's what I'm saying. Is it's like, we don't know yeah. what the end situation is. Like, we don't know who, because they basically have like all the rights to all the characters again. Yeah. Um, it's just there like are certain people who are too late be to write it. into the storyline, and yeah. or maybe certain things have been so hush hush that we don't know. Like some of I'm these sure. X Men characters are going to yeah. be in this film. So, yeah. um, but so again, that's just a little bit of backstory behind the Carol Danver Carol Danvers character, uh, Captain Marvel, and uh, you know who she is, what she can do in terms of her superpowers and abilities. And uh, now let's talk about this film. So you saw it Friday night. Yeah, I saw it uh, this morning. Yeah. And 
you know, we'll go by the format. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's go by the. Uh, the I, I don't want to get too here. off topic with. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, you seem like you're ready to. I, just I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. Chop discussion. it up. Okay. Uh, so uh, for one, this film was directed by, um, uh, Anna Bodden and Ryan Fleck. Uh, and the uh, the logline for the film is uh, Carol Danvers becomes one of the universe's most powerful heroes when Earth is caught in the middle of the of a galactic war between two alien races, uh, the Kree and the Scrolls. Right, that's that's what they mean, right? Yep. Scrolls. Okay, Scrolls. Is it Scrolls or Scrolls? I think it's Scrolls. Scrolls. S K R U L L S. Yeah. Scrolls. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so let's just jump right into the other uh, plot, uh, which is written again by Anna Baden, um, Ryan Fleck, and uh, Geneva Robinson, Robertson Dwart or something. I don't know. I don't know what her last name is. Sorry, Geneva. Um, okay, let's let's get into what we feel about the plot. Plot. Um, you know what? I I think a team at <laughs> over at Marvel, their task. To, or they were tasked to yeah. uh, create the first uh, Infinity War Part One. Yeah, uh, they gave A Team some time to rest, and then <laughs> A Team had to jump back on the Endgame project. Yeah, B Team was tasked to, you know, <laughs> cross the T's, dot the I's, tie up the loose ends. Yeah, you know, introduce Captain Marvel into the whole Infinity War series. Mm-hmm. Uh, explain how Samuel L. Jackson got the scratch on his eye. Yeah. Uh, you know, just clean up, clean up the mess, <laughs> you know, that, that we've created by not introducing this character maybe sooner sure. or not having as much time as they would like to have introduced this character. Yeah. So the plot didn't make sense just because it felt somewhat rushed. Mm. Right. Um, the story wasn't told in uh, a way that, made sense i mean for the character's introduction onto planet earth mm-hmm. her meeting with uh samuel l jackson's character uh nick fury their relationship development uh the discovery of like her true origins to then defeating scroll right a lot of that like things happen very quickly yeah without any explanation or without any backstory mm-hmm. so i thought the plot was shaky there are a lot of flaws in the plot um, do I understand like the character's purpose in mm-hmm. this movie and her greater purpose in the in the story? Yes. So the plot makes sense in that way. Mm-hmm. This movie, though, just focusing on it, not necessarily the, you know, the story to come. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't really enjoy this plot at all. An mm. hour into the movie, I, I was sitting there like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> you know, I, I think it was yeah. where, uh, you know, she the fight scene on the train, and then she gets the motorcycle in the parking lot outside of the. Uh, outside of that like retail outlet mm-hmm. now she's riding the motorcycle through the desert yeah. and she gets to that bar and the whole time I'm just like what the fuck is going on like yeah. <laughs> what's happening yeah uh, so I don't think I took as uh, hard of a standpoint as you did I, I, I understand okay so let's break it down like this the film starts out very quickly and they kind of thrust you into the story without really doing much sort of like groundwork ahead of time. Um, but I think Marvel has a consistent habit of doing this, like Captain America, right? Um, the first the first movie, uh, Captain America, First Avenger, um, it wasn't really, 
it w- wasn't really well done. And in fact, it reminded me of the, you know, the plot from Captain Marvel where uh, we were kind of rushed into the story. We don't really exactly know what we're doing, why we're doing it. Um, I would agree that Captain America was uh, himself as a character a little more flushed out. And, I, and I'll get to that a little later in terms of character development and all that. But I thought it was a very, in terms of pacing, in terms of the actual just overall plot, I think I think it was very similar to, to Captain America. Um, but we do start out fast and we do continue fast and we don't really slow down until maybe about the midway through the final act um, where we kind of slow things down a midnight. Let's breathe a second. Let's figure out what's what. Um, so I, I do understand what you're saying. That being said, I still enjoyed it. I, I, I thought if you if you're if you're not if you don't go into it too serious you know, as in like, hey, I want to see something that's going to like change my life. You're just like, yeah, well, whatever. I, I, I've seen sloppy origin stories within the Marvel universe. You know, uh, the first Thor wasn't that good. Uh, the the first Ant-Man, it, I mean, it had a lot of jokes in it, but let's face it, it wasn't really that good. The second Ant-Man wasn't really that good. <laughs> like, it, like I, I think if you walk away from this movie saying, hey, I don't, I don't really like it then I would have to say like, then you walked away from like half the Marvel movies with that same thought, <laughs> you know, um, I, I don't really see anything different. Like it, it's a very basic plot. She comes to her or she's uh, battling the scrolls. Uh, she's, she's, she believes she's a Cree uh, because that's what she told. Uh, she has these sort of, uh, she has amnesia um, and they go out onto this mission to like, uh, to hopefully try to defeat the scrolls they the scrolls do the switcheroo because they can do the whole shape-shifting shit um and she gets sent to earth now that whole fight scene um when she uh, she gets locked up by the uh, the scrolls that shit was tight where she she had her hands in the the thing uh like for example i remember that scene and where she like kind of gets cornered by all the scrolls and then she has uh her fists are still trapped in those uh, that like little a, gizmo yeah, or whatever yeah. and she's like Hey guys, any idea how to take these off? No? Okay. And then they just keep fighting. I'm like, yeah. just fucking cheesy writing. You know, like, is is that? Uh, I don't know. I, now, I, I, so, I, I took that as just humorous. So, Fabe pointed out one thing to me, right? So, this movie was obviously based in the 90s. Uh, mm-hmm. Blockbuster video was there, you know, pay phones, very, very 90s film. You could tell by like the cars that people were driving, so on and so on, right? Yeah. Um, if you go back and watch, and, and I watched the Netflix series on that, like, focuses on the 90s. And mm-hmm. uh, have you seen it? Like, they do the 80s. I've, I've and the seen 90s. enough of those type yeah. of series to, to sort of know what you're talking about. So it, it focuses on a lot of the, the type of comedy that people were watching in the 90s and, and the type of uh, shows that were being done. And one of the things Fabian highlighted was like the, the type of comedy that we saw in this movie yeah. was reminiscent to the type of comedy from the 90s so to me a lot of the jokes and like the commentary felt cheesy but it makes sense in place and time hmm. right that's an interesting take i i don't know if i'd necessarily agree with that 100 percent. i think that they were just being uh, they weren't being serious with their jokes but they were kind of being serious with it where it was just i think they just wrote it like that i don't know if they had the intent of making it seem sort of cheesy. I And again, I, I didn't necessarily take it as cheesy. Some of it was, don't, don't get me wrong, there were some lines where I was just like, ah, come on guys, you guys telegraphed that one. But more often than not, I just laughed because I, I, th- I thought it was funny. 
Um, now again, going through the plot. Um, so we, 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 she, uh, she gets locked up by the scrolls. She ends up on this space pod that gets sent to, to earth. She lands in earth. And then basically she starts pursuing the scrolls, um, uh, and through pursuing, pursuing the scrolls, she ends up finding out about her backstory. Now, I think that is probably the weakest part of the film. Just like you said, like where, cause it's like, how does she know even where she's going? Like, and I guess she had a map at, at, at one point, but it's just like, I don't know. It, it all felt kind of just like two boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. Everything boom, was very boom, coincidental. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. She happened to land in San Diego and then yeah. the scrolls happened to land in San Diego. And yeah. like when she crashed through the blockbuster and then she went around the corner to use a payphone, And then, I, and then I, then this is when like Nick Fury gets introduced as well yeah. as, um, um, uh, what's the other guy? Di- uh, damn. Something Coulson. Coulson. Yeah. 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 Coulson gets introduced. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden there's a scroll up on the roof. Yeah. Like how did, how did that, how they know exactly fa- where, where she, she is. Exactly. And I guess that maybe they were tracking her. Cause I think that's how they found her in the first place. They were tracking her like energy, her energy signature. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe have t- taken 30 seconds to like explain, to explain that a little further. That. Um, I, but I think they did. But again, I, I you're, I, I don't there are a lot of things you didn't like about a mo- uh, about the movie so that sometimes helps you tune out like when they do explain shit it's just like you gloss over it because you're well, just like I don't it, like everything happening they explained here. it like well after the fact right mm-hmm. and they didn't even really speak to they didn't say that oh we're, we're able to track you based off of your energy signature yeah they said we found you because your energy signature um was the same as yeah. the, what, the thing what that the, they were searching for the hyper yeah, yeah. space the engine something hyper something. engine or whatever yeah. not that they can like track her movements throughout the universe or on a certain no, i think that's how they that's yeah but like i think that's how i don't know i we can argue about that back and forth but to continue with the plot uh so I, I think, again, the weakest point was that whole transition from being in space to being on Earth. I think that they handled that fairly poorly yeah. uh, and everything was too automatic. Now, that I think was a consistent problem through that, throughout the whole film. But at, at a certain point, I was just like, I'm just along for the ride. I don't I don't really I'm, I'm buying into whatever you're selling. Yeah, I was uh, questioning the ride. I mean, yeah, like where it really started to bother me is when she like. Uh, stole the motorcycle, yeah. right? And then she's uh, riding through the desert to find this, uh, you know, what is it? the hidden uh, the bar? Well, I don't know. If she was uh, she was going to find like the oh, military she, base because she remembered the bar mm-hmm. because of uh, I don't know. I, I forget exactly what tipped her off to, to to head to the bar. I think she was like looking for. I think it was like, um, it was like a memory Marvel. from her past, right? Oh, she yeah. was looking for like Pegasus or Pe- yeah, uh, like. But I forget why she she was looking for yeah, Pegasus. Yeah, and I think she remembered a. Um, uh, the time when her and her uh, best friend yeah. were singing, doing karaoke at that bar. Or yeah, something but then yeah, there, there's so many questions with that. Right. Like, so anyway, she steals yeah. the motorcycle. She looks at a map for like f- two minutes, and then <laughs> she's like, oh, "Okay, you know, I'm going to take exit three, and then I'm <laughs> go down 66 for <laughs> four hours, and yeah. then <laughs> now I'm here." Right. So yeah. you know that happens, and it all yeah. happens very seamlessly. Yeah. Right. And then yeah, that, that, and and I think that perhaps that's what we feel like was the 
Everything was too coincidental. It was too seamless. Nothing was. Well, there was like no challenge or. That's and that's what I was about to say. Is, to it. Uh, what we love to see in movies, uh, as much as we like to see our, our heroes succeed, we actually, in some ways, like love to see them fail because that's what makes us appreciate the ending that much more. When you see your hero try to win, try to win, and they just keep failing, they just keep getting knocked down, keeping getting knocked down, and then at the end, you have your big cathartic sort of dub you know yeah. you got your win at the end um but uh, this movie never really felt like she and, and and i have uh and this is what i appreciate so, so much about game of thrones every episode you're you're kind of you're on edge because you're like what's gonna happen here who's yeah. who's about to catch an arrow that we didn't think you know or we thought we'd make it to season eight uh you know the stakes are always high on game of thrones at any point anybody could catch it right um, now I'm not saying that every movie needs to be like that, but you need to develop stakes. Like I never really felt like she was in danger really at any point during the movie. I just always knew she was going to rock it out no matter what. Yeah, there was you know? never a moment where I was like, she, there's no way she's going to get out of this or, or that she was even going to get hurt. Like yeah. there, like, I don't think she, outside of like the, the scene where she, they show her, um, absorbing the blast and mm-hmm. she had like a little bit of like. A little blood, yeah. yeah. Little that was bit. the only time where you see her even remotely hurt, like yeah. you know. Any other time, it's just like it, it, it's actually she the just problem. Handled business like every every step of the way through. Yeah, it, it's like my problem with Superman, right? It, it, it's what I think is their consistent problems in showing Superman in film is that this dude never takes L's, like he just never really loses a fight, you know. Yeah. And and if he doesn't even bleed, it's just like. Like we're just watching this dude just run through everybody, acting as if like there's something that else that's gonna happen. Yeah. It's like every time he's gonna he just destroys the <laughs> entire city every movie. He never bleeds, and then he just fucks everybody up. Yeah. And, saves, and, and that's then, it. Yeah, that's your movie. You know? And then get some pussy at the end. From yeah, Lois. like that's that's the Superman movie. Basically. Yeah. You uh, know, so again, yeah, throughout the movie, she never really faces any opposition to where you truly feel like she's up against a battle that she may not be able to win, yeah. right? Um, a lot of things happen either very seamlessly or uh, very coincidentally or some things just happen and aren't really explained. Yeah. You know, for those reasons, then those are a lot of reasons to not like a particular movie. Again, yeah. I, I think to your point, you still enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I, I just thought, I, and, I, and 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 we'll get into this in, in a sec with the uh, when we look at the characters. But I, I unlike you, I, I thought that the chemistry between Brie Larson and um, Samuel Jackson, I thought was great. I, I thought they had really great chemistry. I thought that even though you, you can, from a plot st- uh, standpoint, you're like, ah, this doesn't really make any sense how this is all happening but i thought that the screen time that they had together their their pacing between one another i thought it was all that was really great and i thought that actually carried a majority of the film is just on that relationship alone um and for that particular reason that's why i kind of was just like ah i'm i'm i don't know like i'm into it like you I, i know that there are a lot of like plot holes and there's like everything's too systematic here but at the same time, I'm not like in, in, in a funny way, um, you take out the fact that T'Challa lost to um, uh, Killmonger mm-hmm. in uh, Black Panther. And it's kind of just the, the it, it's it's almost like um, 
I almost think that they're same. They're the same movie because the same exact issue that the, the main issue that I have with Captain Marvel, I had with Black Panther. It was just that everything else around Black Panther was just better, right? Like you, the villain was better, uh, the pacing I think of the movie was better, uh, just all that shit. But it, in Black Panther, I I don't ever feel I didn't ever feel like T'Challa was actually fleshed out as a character. I thought everybody else around him we did at least some type of deep dive on or, or got to know a little better, but T'Challa himself, we kind of don't really know who the fuck he is. Yeah. Even it was, though it was kind of just like, he's the black Panther. Yeah. He's you know, it was like, yeah. it was just like, he's black Panther. He's going to do some dope I will shit. Say that, like, you definitely got an introduction to uh Killmonger and, and, and yeah. his, his motivation. That's right? why we sympathize with him so much is yeah. because we saw his story from beginning to end or, or we at least, we got to see a majority of his story. And that's my biggest problem with Captain Marvel is, is that uh, at no point do you really feel like you get to know Carol Danvers. You get to see like flashbacks of who she was, but the person we have going through most of the movie, it actually reminded me a lot of uh Terminator. Like mm-hmm. I, and, and I, I've heard some other people make the same point. Um, so I'm not going to just like sit here and try to, although I did think it when I watched the movie, I was like, this is very Terminator ish. It's like some of the responses she would give or some of the things. And it's kind of like that whole like sort of like um, what do they call it? Um, like a, a fish out of water mm-hmm. uh, scenario where it's just like, you know, it's like Thor in um, the the first uh, Thor movie. It's like you get somebody who's from a different planet. They get on Earth and then they just do something. And everybody's like, what the fuck's happening here? What yeah. are you doing? You know, um, and they're like, what? This is normal. You know, uh, and, and but that re- like a lot of her responses reminded me of Terminator, where she, it would be like very robotic and wooden, you know. And so we go through like 75 percent of the movie without really understanding who she is. So it's just like by the time we get to the end, we're like why do I care whether you succeed or you fail? Like, I don't really care about you. Because yeah. There's no emotional really, attachment to that. I have no yet. attachment to you, yeah. you know? Um, so I think that was the biggest problem of the, of the movie for me is, is that in a weird way. And it like, it's with all the hype around the movie with all the, you know, the, the, you know, you came come out with Wonder Woman and you're like, all right, this is our response to Wonder Woman. You're like, at the very least, we're going to explore who she is, you know, like, the person that we meet, not we're just going to take like two flashbacks midway through the movie and be like, that was her tight. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. And, and again, just to, um, one more comment on the plot. Then we'll go on to the characters. For me, Captain Marvel was that it's the last stop until your final destination. Right. Yeah. This is, you know, the, the train is here. Got to get the, Let's get this part right. Let's get this stop. Right. Let's cross these T's. Let's dot these eyes. Let's, you know, tie up loose ends, just make connections where they need to be made until we get to our final destination, which is end game. And I think we just like blew, we, we blew through this stop. Yeah. You know, and, and now we're on our way to end game and we didn't even, me personally, this movie was pointless. It was like, you know, when you get to the, the, the train station or the bus station and you, you still make the stop there and no one gets off there. Yeah. No one's going to fucking uh, uh, Newark, New yeah. Jersey. Like everyone's going to Manhattan, uh, right? It's just like shit on Newark, New Jersey for no reason. <laughs> it's like, you know, you're questioning, uh, why is the train stopping here if no one's getting off at this destination, you know, or if maybe the train blows through it and why is that stop even there? Why not just, you know, have proceeded to our 
destination in the first place. Yeah. That's kind of what this felt like to me, right? Yeah. Um, but let's jump into the characters really quickly because I want to talk about Carol Danvers and the point that you made. Yeah, uh, and the casting by for the film is uh, Sarah Flynn, uh, or Flynn, uh, Finn. Uh, sorry, Sarah. Uh, so, um, so yeah, uh, my, and I only have one runner up and then one MVP. Uh, so the, the bad, which is Carol Danvers herself. And again, I, I don't know why Marvel does this from time to time where it, it, they'll take the main character from the film and they'll immediately discard that character and talk about everybody else that they possibly could talk about before they talk about the main character. Um, I don't, I don't know sometimes why they choose to do that with the script, I guess to not leave them overexposed, like, you know, to make you feel like, Hey, there's still some story to be mined. Um, but, uh, but her, her plot uh, or her, character just felt very wooden it, it felt like she was very robotic and again i fucking love brie larson i think she's an extremely talented actress and i don't fault her at all i think that if if watching the movie i was very cognizant of the fact that this had to be direction she was getting it it couldn't have been just been like her choice to be like all right i'm just gonna say this very robotically and keep it pushing you know um that it that it had to be that's the kind of the performance that they they wanted for the character and I guess that I don't know I don't know I don't know what would have possessed them to to sort of go with that especially with given the weight of the movie yeah the fact that it's before Endgame and then also the fact that you know this is a, a you know it, it, to some degree uh, a, a feminist or supposed to be a, a feminist movie you would think that they would take the time to really craft a genuine character instead of giving us a wooden character who used to be kind of dope, but we only see that through a couple flashbacks. Yeah. So, I mean, same for me, you know, I think Carol Danvers here is my, uh, my least favorite character throughout this series, right? Because they they never take the time to tell us who she is either as Carol Danvers to tell, like, let's tell Carol Danvers story or to tell, um, Captain Marvel. Let's let's really dive into who this character is, and maybe their uh, uh, their purpose or their bigger picture within the the Marvel Cinematic Universe that is to come. Right? Neither one of those is told. You never really get a chance to like her. Um, you never really even get to know enough about her to dislike her. Um, in the way that you know, some people really really dislike Star Lord for you know his like foolishness for his selfishness like you don't even really get a chance to dislike her for any any of those reasons right, right. um you just she, she is the star of the movie and you see her journey throughout the whole movie and and that's it you're just supposed to follow her but to your point you're learning a lot about the other characters around her right um there is nothing about this movie that excites me for infinity war endgame and and, and her uh, existence or her, her being a part of that story. I, th- I think. I, I think, think I this, that's what this movie was supposed to do. I, I am because I'm. I'm. I, I want to see how she would interact for one with when she's put on a screen because it seems like that. That's a very good. She better level up her acting <laughs> with, with, no, no, with the it, caliber again, of it, actors it, around it, her. It's not her acting that was bad. Yeah, it may it have been was, her direction it was, or the, it was writing, the direction, yeah. but. Now we're going to be working with the Russo brothers, who mm-hmm. obviously directed uh, or are directed. They had Avengers to have seen this Endgame. movie like 
<laughs> hey, so the early cut like they changed like, yeah. everything. They're like everything you learned <laughs> while shooting that movie. Yeah. Forget uh, all of it. <laughs> We're gonna teach you yeah. how to how to play this character. I, so I, I want to see how she interacts with it, and then she's with a very great cast with uh, the End Game, where she's with Chris Evans, uh, Mark Ruffalo, Scarlett Johansson. Don Cheadle, um, yeah, a very, yeah. very talented seasoned cast who very have very good chemistry already. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do want to see how she fits into that fold. Like again, the, I, I might have my grips with Captain Marvel, but it did set up a decent origin story. Like it, it like I, I have my issues with it, but I still want to see more. Of it. It's not like I watch this. It's like. I don't want to see anything else this person has to yeah, offer. Yeah, I likely never watch that movie again. And and, uh, I, fair and enough, I'm fair all enough, for but... watching like every single Cap uh, Marvel movie I've uh, seen at nah, least two or three false. times. I, I've seen Doctor Strange once. I saw that I three saw times. Thor once. I saw Thor two. Thor, I've seen several once. times. Uh, Thor three. I, I think, think Wasp. I, I think Ant literally Man and the Wasp is the only one that I haven't seen uh, twice. Honestly, outside of perhaps the first Iron Man movie and all the Avengers movie. I think I've and I've actually only seen Black Panther once. I've seen everything two times or more except for Ant Man and the Wasp. And it was it uh, you just didn't like the movie or it's just like too new. Um, oh, okay. I I don't love it, love it. Yeah. To, but like I would would I watch it again? Yes. Um, this movie would I watch it again? Fuck. You yeah. Know? I, I, I put, <laughs> I'd I rather put, watch Roma again. <laughs> Well, I'm fair enough. Yeah. No, I don't. Um, um, but, <laughs> that's fucked up. But like, again, I just there's nothing particularly about this movie that stands out in any way to me, other than this is just again the the the, the final stop, the last stop before our final destination. Uh, but I do want to get into one of the character, one of the actors who I think really shined in this yeah, movie. I think, I think we're gonna have the same MVP. I'm going Ben. Yeah. Mendelssohn. Of course. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> knows when you watch this movie. He's the best part of the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's hard to argue against that. Both him as uh, uh, Nick Fury's boss Keller, yeah. like he sold that. Yeah, you know he sold. And again, because I think he's kind of played that character before. Mm-hmm. This um, this like well groomed, astute uh, uh, businessman. I think he kind of played that character in uh, uh, Ready Player One. I haven't seen Ready Player One. Okay. I actually think I might watch that. Ironically, tonight it, um, it was. It, it, it's good. Okay. You'll enjoy it. Fuck it's it's not like fucking incredible, but like Fuck, it's still it's, fuck it's good Spielberg enough to watch. For all this shit he's trying to do with Netflix. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so Ben, he, he plays two characters in this movie. He plays both characters very well. Yeah. One of the things I did not like about the scrolls is like they all seem like they're supposed to be an alien race of people who can shape shift and adapt and become anyone at, you know, anything, right? Mm-hmm. They all had this like, very earth, very human vibe to them, even before they were introduced to that, planet that, earth. But that's a problem with the entire Marvel universe, though, is that everybody seems to know English. And they, they kind of addressed it here where they said, you know, like my built in translator or some shit like that. Universal translator, you know, is working or whatever. I think uh, Carol. But they did says. it for her, not necessarily the scrolls. No, right? I think. They, but they, I think everybody generally in space, if they come from space, they have this like translator. Like yeah. so, for like, Star Lord, for instance, I think they. It was like a quick thing when um, they're sh- you know remember when he like when he when they catch him and he's like doing the whole thing where he puts up the middle finger. Yeah. Uh, I think under his bio they have like 
in, translator insert. I don't know. They have some sort of nod to the fact that he has like a translator. In him. Yeah. Um. But then on top of that, I, I guess I'm agreeing with what you're saying of like, yeah, like, but to me, that's a problem in the entire Marvel universe of whenever they show somebody from like outer space, it seems like they're just like, yo, did you check out that that last uh, fucking uh, Kid uh, Cudi album? Like yeah. that shit was fire, you know, in in this particular movie, though, it stood out to me more than others. Like, oh, yeah. like for example, I'm looking at um, um, uh, Infinity War Part One, right? When uh, Thanos is right, I got to correct you. Just stop calling it Infinity War. Just, it, it was Infinity Avengers, Infinity War, Avengers Endgame. Two very separate things. No, there. One is Part One. The other is Part Two. No, they're two separate things. They, in, they Infinity they, War. They, they went through the pain, stinking. Uh, so they actually were going to name it Infinity War Part One and Part Two. Then they went through the pains of saying, "No, we're this is not going to be." A uh, sequel. The movie is or... Infinity War Endgame. No, it's not. Uh, we're going to have to discuss this. <laughs> this is <off> Avengers <laughs> Endgame. This is not even debatable. Mm, okay. Uh, debatable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But anyway, so, um, you know, Thanos' children, they came to Earth initially to obtain the, the time stone from Doctor Strange. They still had a very non, even though they spoke perfect English, mm-hmm. right? Had a still very non-Earth-like presence, right? The way Wait, he who, spoke. No. Uh, Thanos's children. Oh, like the uh, big motherfucker with the hammer, and then the dude who had the crazy nose who could like c- control gravity and yeah, around yeah, yeah. Him. Well, okay. Here's the only excuse that I'm going to make for them is that I don't think that because of what they were going to be eventually. I don't think that that's I think they wanted them to be more human. So we relate to them more. So, for instance, when you get to the final act, you're like the reason why we think Ben Mendelsohn uh, was such a great actor is because of his really like relate to him where he's just like like somebody like I think it was like Samuel Jackson does something and he like just shakes his head like, nah, like, like it's like little stuff like that that makes him very human, but too human for me. But given the the fact that they're character, you loved his performance though, mostly because I know him and like I know the quality of his acting, and then he was both somewhat the the comic relief in the movie. Yeah. He, he was one of the characters that you can relate to because you understood at least you came to understand his motivations, right? Yeah. Um, and again, he's he's just he's just a good actor, so he brought that character to life. Yeah. Uh, but I just wish they made him not so human it, it, it was as if the scrolls were from like seattle you know um like <laughs> he was like, uh, like aren't you supposed to be my science guy which to me again like to fabian's point felt like very like 90s humor and then the science guy you know how in the 90s they had the goofy faces like they would have the goofy noise yeah. to match it yeah and like you know in the scroll who was supposed to be the science guy he just kind of like made this face like i don't know yeah. what i'm doing awkward uh Stance. But yeah, to, to me, I just took that as like I, I just took it as humorous, and I just went along with it. Um, I I did notice that they made them very sort of human. Um, but again, for whatever reason, the usual gripes I think I would have with a movie, I just didn't have with this movie. I guess because it's like I did not go into it thinking I'm going to see something that's like truly like earth shattering or like is meant to be something that I want to like. Oh my gosh, this is going to change everything for me. Yeah. Like I just went into it being like, yo, this is just going to be a dope beginning of the blockbuster season movie. 
uh, it is what it is, you know. Another character who I didn't like was, um, and I'll make this quick, Samuel L. Jackson. I just felt like I maybe wanted to see um, how he became the Nick Fury that we know, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas this movie was just like him being like a very playful young Nick Fury, which is fine with me. Um, it, it does to me. There's no real connection between the Nick Fury in this movie and and then the Nick Fury that we're used to seeing in the Avengers. Obviously, the current Nick Fury has a lot more experience dealing with these types of things. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They did have good chemistry, but I didn't really learn anything new about this Nick Fury other than how he got the scratch on his eye, right? Yeah. Which and and that all seemed very passive too. Cat. But I think it was it was because it was meant to be like this big question of like oh my god like how did Nick Fury get and then it's just like they, they know, just did it there was like, just uh, like a cat you know, again it was a, bam uh, a T crossed and I dotted the cat scratched him fucked his whole eye up forever <laughs> but you know bam he's got to be at work on Monday at nine a.m. right and they just yeah. kind of like skated past it and he still has the cat he didn't when he couldn't kill the cat because that cat would have probably fucked him up. Well, and but it had the, uh, the Tesseract. The Tesseract, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, really, I didn't start to enjoy this movie. Like, I didn't actually like laugh or react to it until we first saw the cat, um, who is a real character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. um, eat that, the, you know, those, the, those guys. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. like, you know, do his crazy cat tentacles thing and fuck them up. Yeah. Like, that's when I first was like, oh, shit. Like, that's... Something I didn't expect. That's something yeah. I didn't see coming. Yeah. Um, and that's when I first initially was like, oh, I like this. So yeah. the cat was a winner for me. Ben Mendelsohn's character was a winner for me. Um, uh, Carol Danvers, uh, Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, uh, a big letdown. I, I didn't love her in this movie to begin with. Like when I, you know, when, you know, they announced her casting. Yeah. And. I wasn't proven wrong. Yeah. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll say this to that. Uh, it's hard for me to think of like. Uh, it, to see the other movies that Brie Larson's done. It's it's hard for me to believe that it's her fault. Why that performance is what was captured on film. To me, the the choice of the dialogue, the choice of the timing, and all that stuff. To me, that's t that's all direction. That's not um, that's not something that I think she would just come up with on her own. Um, all that being said, I can understand when somebody who hasn't seen her in something before says, "You know, I didn't really like it to begin with, and I didn't like it afterwards." Yeah. Um, but moving past that, uh, I think. Uh, my runner-up is, of course, Samuel Jackson. I, I, I thought, as you didn't like him, I did like him in, in the movie. Again, because I didn't really go to it with any preconceived like questions. Like, uh, I didn't really go into it being like, I want to see like the origins of Nick Fury, or I, I didn't really. I, honestly, I didn't really even know that he was in the movie until like maybe like two months before the movie came out. I was like, oh shit, Samuel Jackson's in this. Um, it's because I don't really. I didn't. Again, I didn't really look for anything in the movie i wasn't really looking for for anything in particular um but i thought his comedic timing was really great in the movie uh i thought that uh his story arc uh it wasn't the best but at the same time it was like at least understandable like it, it, his motivations for you know uh helping carol Dan danvers uh and kind of sticking with the whole thing 
um, was more understandable than maybe her motivation for like just kind of going along with him and you yeah, know, continuing that sort of situation. Um, but uh, I, I thought he, he he did a really great job with what he was given. Um, ben Mendelssohn, again, I, I just think that everybody seemed like had their own good spots, right? But Ben is just like every scene he was in, he just he just took the scene, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's a very, that's a talent to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, I, I think he gets my MVP. Uh, and look, I, again, I, I, th- I think everybody else seems like they're a little more fleshed out than, than um, uh, Brie Larson's Carol Danver, uh, Danvers was. Um, but again, I think that was more of a choice by the directors than it was, yeah, I mean, and my thing is, even if there's, even if the writing isn't great, even if the direction for the character isn't great, uh, you know, at least show me something that says like you are the best uh, actress for this film. Like, own the character in some way. And I don't feel like she owned it in any way at all. I think she did, like in in certain scenes, but it was all in the flashback scenes, and it was all very brief. Like, I think you got a lot of, <laughs> in a weird way, I think you got a lot of character development, but it was all those very brief, brief yeah. very short. Um, maybe her Brie Larson playing Carol Danvers, like maybe that makes sense. But like, I don't feel like she owned the Captain Marvel character in any like particular way. That mm-hmm. makes me think like, you know, clearly she was made for this role, mm-hmm. right? Like, like who, who would you have seen like to seen cast as, a, as a Carol Danvers? I don't know. I, I would have to have like you know, uh, have like given us some like really good, really. Not necessarily deep thought, but maybe even have put together like a top five list before the show. Yeah. But I just don't love her. Yeah. You know, I don't fucking Charlize Theron I mean, or something like that. Or <laughs> I think that's, that's who you say for just like when you when you're uh, maybe on the spot, you gotta she think was of an a, atomic blonde uh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, or what other? It's your go-to uh, white white woman, woman to go to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shall we stare Too bad Scarlett Johansson couldn't just play both. Just <laughs> double up. Let, let Scar Joe get yeah. two paychecks let, from let this Marvel thing. Yeah. I, won't, I won't even say anything about it. Uh, she can be uh, Captain Marvel and uh, what's her character? In Black Widow. Black Widow. Yeah, yeah. she can play both. I'm gonna play. All right. Let's uh, move on to cinematography here. <laughs> uh, cinematography was done by Ben Davis. Uh, there, there's only one thing I want to say for the cinematography. The CGI that they use for fucking um, Samuel Jackson. B team. What? Oh, you thought Are it was you good? Drunk? Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Samuel Jackson, yes. They made him look a lot younger. They <laughs> shaved like twenty years off this dude's life. Yeah. No, that shit was crazy good. There were uh, certain graphics in this though that I thought were like very B team. Um like when she would do the whole thing, uh they would tap into her mind, they would tap into her um mm-hmm. Uh, like at the beginning of the film yeah where that liquid kind of went up her boot and go up her legs and then it would go up on her face and then bam they would oh tap that into her. no i think that was uh that was when she was talking to when she was the, talking to the uh what was it called the um ai thing the supreme being supreme being or, yep. so, or something I, yeah. I don't know if it was supreme being it was something like throughout the movie there were little glimpses of uh like poor poor cgi yeah, certain yeah. fight scenes. Some of them, yeah. Uh, like the face mask when they would be out in space, look, you know, mm, kind of lo- low tech. 
Yeah, but to me, it wasn't really. Uh, and I guess Thanos was. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, eighteen worked on Thanos <laughs> and, and <laughs> Infinity War. They were like, "Yo, can you guys?" No, make- but th- but there's some there's some CGI in Infinity War that you. It, this was just CGI all the way. I mean, like the the Thanos Hulk fight scene, right? CGI, yeah, but, but or just the Hulk in general. Just he didn't. I mean, I think that's difficult because you have these two nice massive creating no, excuses. but you have these two like massive creatures fighting, and you okay, have to, you're going underwater with a fucking uh, mask on made of fucking. I don't know what it plankton. What is it made out of? I don't what, know. Uh, in, in, um, in this Captain movie? Marvel. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'm like when she's out in out of space. Yeah. Um, when she's fighting the, the I, I don't the know, dude. I, I don't know if they had some sort of voodoo on this movie for me, but I just didn't really. It, nothing really bothered me about it. Yeah. I think you just like Brie Larson, so you're like, ah, good movie, Brie. I, I probably do. I'm trying. Like, there's there's probably some. I'm working overtime. Although, weirdly enough, I gave the one critique was of her. Like, yeah. So it, it's not like I'm trying to give her a pass, yeah. but the movie itself I'm actually fine with. About cinematography. <laughs> so, and then I'll give my final word. So yeah. cinematography, um, I, I think they didn't necessarily do anything unique here. I, again, I would strongly disagree. This shit that they pulled off with Samuel Jackson as well as uh, well, Agent so Coulson. The, the CGI. I, I think that was... They must have put all the money into that shit. <laughs> the the CGI on Coulson, CGI on Samuel L. Jackson. That I like what they did with, with the cat. Yeah. Um, some of the CGI they did with the cat was very funny. You know where? Yeah, and you couldn't really even tell like when it exploded. The cat, the cat exploded. Mm-hmm. You, you could tell. There, so Brie Larson apparently is really allergic to cats. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, the scenes where she's actually holding the cat, it's all CGI. But it's just like, really? like I, and I was actually looking for it because I knew that ahead of time. But I was like, damn, that, that was really fucking good because yeah. it, it didn't, you couldn't really tell. And then like the cat action scenes with the tentacles and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like that, that was, was all like pretty, yeah. pretty good. So, th- so they had some good things, some bad things. But like the, in terms uh, of the actual CGI. cinematography, how the movie was shot and, 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 and the camp, the types, types of cameras, the types of angles they shot from, the, yeah. the usage of different, um, techniques. Yeah, I think they did what I would expect from a movie like this uh, yeah. in terms of action, and um, I, I didn't see anything different, which was good. I don't want like a you. I don't want. <laughs> don't go full Roma on me in terms of <laughs> you know. I don't want to see that style takes. of shooting uh, in this movie. Yeah. Um, it, it, thought, it was purposeful. They, they did what they had to do. Yeah, I think they could have uh, done some interesting things, but they they just chose to kind of go the the more standard route, which is, yeah. I mean, whatever. They w- at this point, when you see like a, a you know a big budget movie like this, it's just like yo, you can't be taking just any sort of crazy risk right now. We gotta yeah, we gotta keep this shit within reason. So one uh, one of the things we see with Black Widow, right? Whenever she, because she is uh, she doesn't have any superpowers, so mm-hmm. she doesn't have any photon beams. So a lot of her fights these are hand to hand combat, yeah. where they're up close and personal with um you know like the, Jason the punches. Bourne and exchanges right and because captain marvel is not that hand-to-hand combat a lot of the fight scenes were from a distance you know photon blast here photon blast there so there were a lot of wide angle shots to capture kind of like everything going on around her i would have loved to have seen um especially in the scene where her uh, hands were still trapped in in those Whatever, whatever that was, yeah. where her hands were trapped and she wasn't able to use her photon beam, yeah. and they were doing a lot of hand to hand combat. I would have loved to have seen more like close up, kind of like your. Um, I'm kind of honestly like, I'm, like I'm, single camera shooting well, where you're the in Jason the, Bo- the Jason the Bourne effect, uh, where it's just 
shaky cam and everything's up close yeah. and it's really fast because cuts. apparently she trained with some of Hollywood's top uh, trainers to get in shape both in physical shape for this role to look the part as well as to do those more physical scenes and I didn't see yeah I, I'm actually fine with it us getting back out of that sort of up close shaky cam kind of situation because it's like I think that is used to mask a lot of uh, poor uh, um, where maybe the, the actor or actress doesn't know what they're doing. That's an easy way to try to make it seem like they know what they're doing because, you know, you, you can't really tell what the fuck is going on. It just looks kind of cool. Yeah. But you and you feel like you're in the fight, but you don't really understand what's going on. I actually love it when the camera is backed away and you can see everything happening in real time. Like um, the one thing I could say is perhaps again, and I now I can't shut up about game of Thrones uh, using game of Thrones as, uh, as an example, but uh, when he shot the battle of the bastards, um, uh, the camera is kept fairly wide through the whole battle. Right. Where you're seeing everything as it's happening and you don't really have any time to like. Like you're forced to like see the actual action versus just accepting the fact that you threw this punch here and it lands here and you see the up close person throwing a punch. But it's like you don't you're still kind of disconnected from it somehow. Or or maybe even the better example is the Dark Knight Rises with uh, when um that big uh, fight scene where they're the at like, city. Okay. Oh, when in they're the in sewer, the sewer yeah, yeah. Uh, where the camera never really breaks away or, or does so minimally. Um, and you're just forced to live with every grunt, every punch. You, you feel it. You're like, you hear, and then they drop the music. So you don't really hear, uh, hear the music. You just hear the running the, water in the background. And then the, the grunts from every time yeah. he gets hit or he throws a punch. Um, and I think I, I kind of, that's where I, I, I kind of, am starting to sort of gravitate towards because it's more visceral that way, you know, like it, it because think of it, like how many people can fight like a Jason Bourne and uh, obviously Brie, uh, Captain Marvel. She's pretty decent at the hand to hand. She ain't fucking black widow though. So, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, I think you'll use different styles for depending on who you're working with. And for Captain Marvel, I'm okay with them backing up the camera a little bit. Cause I don't expect there to be fucking, out here doing some sort of fucking Jackie Chan drunken master shit or, you know, whatever. And that might've been racist what I just said, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the, the, the choice that they made from, from that standpoint. See, like, you know, before we go on to talk about music um, or, or the score again, they didn't give me, much of either one of those options, right? There was no like the Jason Bourne style, very intense hand to hand combat scenes. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't get much from uh, the more drawn back uh, wide view of some of the action fight scenes where you're like getting some really great fight sequ sequencing. Yeah. There wasn't much of that either. Yeah. So again, this movie just kind of like didn't give me much of anything in any particular area other than the huge like kind of like surprise like the wow you know fun factor which was the cat yeah uh, the cat was really the star of the movie to me well, apparently yeah <laughs> according to a lot of people uh okay let's jump to the uh the the score and the uh, the soundtrack here uh music was done by pinar uh top rack 
I, I bullshit you not. That's how <laughs> that's how, it's T-O-P-R-A-K. Is that not top rack? Top rack. Maybe I'm saying it as two words when it should be one. Yeah, top, top rack. rack. Yeah. But it's top rack. OK, anyways, <laughs> um, uh, I, I thought that the, their the choice for the score was pretty, I don't know, standard um, for any superhero movie. But their choice for using 90s music was comforting as well as stupid like they went for the most basic like run of the mill they went if we were going to do a 90s movie this is what the music we would have and it was so spot on that it was just like come on guys you guys like you don't want to like make us work a little bit for this like oh wait that's a song that i i kind of it's like we knew all the fucking songs that they used nothing surprised nothing surprised us yeah so uh you know and i completely agree there uh they went very 90s um female like empowerment you know like they did the invoke like what a man what a man what yeah. a mighty good man they went um i think they had uh <laughs> what a man what a what man, a man is uh a man. that's female empowerment <laughs> um i mean one of like the best females um song groups that are in vogue no no the the group i'm not yeah not, i guess wasn't that the, salt and pepper that wasn't salt and pepper i thought i thought what it was in vogue what a man what a mighty good mighty mighty good I think that's I can't remember. Yeah, Yeah. Um, uh, I think Dina Howard. I think she uh, had a song in this one. Um, uh, There may have been some salt and pepper in here. Again, it was kind of like what you would expect from this movie. Yeah, add in some '90s feet, like female. You know, uh, maybe some TLC was in here. I don't know. Yeah, they literally played "Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls" uh, in in the movie, and it was just like. That fits in nowhere. Like yeah. nowhere does the, this. The, there was a fight scene. Um, I, I think it was when Bree uh, or Captain Marvel was fighting the Skrulls on the ship. Um, before, like some of them had got sucked out into space. Yeah, where they went with a a very large, a very big contrast here. Right, there's this like really intense fight scene going on, but the music was like '90s. Uh, like pop music I, I forget exactly what the song was mm-hmm. but it, there was this particular scene where the music uh, and, and sometimes i like that where where this crazy fight scene and this crazy action scene is going on in the background but the music is a little bit uh, more subdued and and there's a nice contrast in that way yeah. this particular contrast was just way off and it yeah it, to me it stood out and it was just like what the fuck is going on right yeah now? There, do, do you know the scene i'm talking about i i, I can't remember the actual song to the point where I was in the theater and I wanted to take out my well, phone. And okay. Take so he, here's, here's the songs that were played during the movie uh, from the nineties. Uh, what a man's, and I was right. That was salt and pepper mm. uh, connection. Uh, salt and pepper featuring who? Uh, it just says salt and pepper. Mm, right. cinnamon. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, connection. Uh, Elastica. I don't know who that is. Uh, only happy when it rains, garbage uh, crush. With eyeliner, REM, waterfalls, TLC, you gotta be uh, Desiree, uh, come as you are. Which to me, that was like the most like that was like so obvious. Yeah. Uh, Nirvana, um, and then just a girl, and that I think that might be the scene you're talking about. Yeah, you know, what? I think but that I'm was at the end. Gr- you know what? Um, I that think- was at the end when she's fighting the uh, the uh, Krees on the, uh, you know, um, Marvel's space yes. station. You know what? It was that particular scene then yeah. where it's like, uh, the no doubt I'm just a girl. It was just like, come on. It like it's so spot on. And it's like, and I it's just get like, this it. is you know, lazy. 
Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel, female empowerment, the I'm just a girl, really intense fight scene. It doesn't sometimes need to be done so obviously that it's like kind of being thrown in your face. Like, yeah. here's a powerful female lead fight scene. You know, no, I, I, but here's that's the thing. what I got from it. I would make it even if it's even more obvious in terms of like the, the lyrics and all that stuff. That's fine. I'm, I'm fine with all that. But the actual song choice, like you picked a very popular song from the 90s and that was about female empowerment and you just put like like do some sort of like make us it was as if they just for someone just googled little, it yeah like, like strong women top song. female <laughs> lead singer song of the 90s oh yeah Gwen Stefani. yeah no Bam. doubt yeah um <laughs> yeah it was just like yo just put some effort into it you know what i mean like just make us like make me hear a song be like I don't know what that is, but that shit was rocking. Yeah. Like when they, they definitely like, just pulled from like the top fifty yeah. songs of the nineties list. Like, let's go yeah. for that, 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 and we're good to go. Yeah. Uh, but but and and I would um, juxtapose this to Guardians of the Galaxy that play like completely random shit, but somehow still fits uniquely into that world. You know. Um, and there was a reason for it, though, yeah, because that the, the, this the is the tape, soundtrack yeah. that his mom yeah, made, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So there was a reason why some, even some of the obvious movie, movie uh, music in Guardians of the Galaxy, why it made sense, because that's who his character was trying to hold on to, like those past memories. But, but even still, like I'm saying, like the specific songs that they used mm-hmm. weren't so like. They weren't like it wasn't like they you know uh, Gamora was beating somebody up and they're like I'm just a girl yeah, and it's just yeah, like yeah. okay come on yeah. <laughs> the, the opening fight scene for Guardians of the Galaxy two um, where it's all like slow motion and then um, I don't even remember it it was one of the best opening scenes to uh, a Marvel movie really like I've I gotta seen, go back yeah. and watch this I don't uh, that, that's another one I've I've never gone back oh, to man. watch like when you see the opening fight scene in Guardians of the Galaxy two you're gonna be like this shit is amazing. One of the best fight scenes and opening scenes to a Marvel movie I mm. think that they've executed. All right, now you've piqued my interest. I gotta go back and watch this. Yeah. Um, okay, so we both agree that the soundtrack was kind of uh, it was uh, spotty at best. Um, okay. Uh, overall thoughts on the movie? I think we've you could, for an hour yeah explain exactly how we feel. About <laughs> overall movie. thoughts. Uh, I I didn't think Brie Larson was right for the movie to, to begin with, um, but I I still expected a good movie. Uh, my expectations were actually, um, my low expectations were, what the fuck, what happens when you have low expectations already and then they come in even underneath that? What is that called? Not meeting your low expectations. <laughs> it's called something like, they, like they, there's over exceeding and there's, it's not under exceeding. Right, I, well, according <laughs> they, they to you, under delivered. They, they. I feel I like know. someone yeah. fucked yeah. me. Yeah, I got yikes! I got fucked <laughs> over. Yeah. That all took a turn. <laughs> I was not expect that was a, that was unlike their soundtrack. That was a very <laughs> that was uh, very surprising. So uh, the turn that took. You know, again, I, I wasn't thrilled for this movie to begin with, but um, you know, after having seen it, I'm I'm less thrilled. Uh, now I'm just like you know. I'm glad I got that shit out the way <laughs> just so next month I could watch uh, Endgame. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of questions about this movie. The, the pacing of it was very off to me. Uh, the character development was off. Music was off. There were a few nuggets. Again, Ben um, Mendelssohn's performance and the cat. 
the best part of this movie to me was the um, very brief Stan Lee tribute in the beginning, which that I, wasn't. Yeah, that I, wasn't I was. I was expecting yeah. more. Um, but I think they did that to avoid any like um, <laughs> law upcoming lawsuits with, you know, his family is like maybe fighting for the estates for the work he created for Marvel. And are they? I don't know. I, mean, I would if I was his family. Was, he fucking created all of this. And I don't he, know. It seemed who, like he had that shit pretty. Who knows how much pretty mapped out. Who knows how much he's getting. Yeah. Um, and the, the best part of this movie though was the post credit scene. Oh, absolutely, hands down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Th- that, agree, that yeah. fifteen second post credit scene was better than the entire movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was. Um, and it was kind of un- unexpected. Like uh, I remember watching Ant Man, and then you see the. Uh, uh, Civil War, mm-hmm. uh, end credit scene. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I kind of liken it to that. It was very, it was just very, and and honestly, now that I look back on it, it was like, man, they didn't really, just, they didn't really do some shit. Like it was just, it was very basic and very, st- but it was just like, oh shit, this is like our first like real like dive into like end game, and it's just like, oh shit, like this is like a a chunk of shit. Yeah. You know? I um, mean, it's. Now we like obviously we know she was gonna be in Endgame, but that is very it's like clearly, solidifies like, it. Yeah, tells us when she's actually going to appear. Yeah, so like all the and and then like it's crazy because it like obviously you see Cap with his still with his beard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're like, all right, so this is before most of the footage that we've seen in uh, the trailers. So it's just like, damn, what? So what happens then? Because it's like, all right, we've got this super powered person who might be as strong if not maybe a hair stronger than thor perhaps um uh and it also gives us um a perspective into uh the time frame right yeah because uh everything in infinity war happened um you know 50 percent of the earth's population or all living creatures on earth were wiped out right yeah um and it's not like captain marvel obviously she was paged by nick fury at the end of the movie how did he know that she was still alive how did he know she didn't get wiped out I mean, he just, Damn, he, just he was just, he like, just like, fuck it. He, he was take just like, shots all you can. Yeah, he, he sent her that text like, you know, you up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, big head. Like, <laughs> and just hoping she would hit him back. Like when, when you see those little bubbles pop up. Oh, you're like, oh shit, we in there. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, hey. um, but so, but we, we got to peek into timing, right? Because everything happened and a lot of time on earth has passed since those events. Yeah. Um, obviously they have the pager in that little capsule and they bypass the battery to keep it going. Yeah. Um, uh, so which, which gives us, you know, she didn't just show up the next day. A lot of time has passed since Nick Fury paged her to when she's, how they fucking find the pager. There's so many questions, but let me wrap up this whole, uh, Captain Marvel movie. Uh, so I, I would say that, look, short but sweet uh, i enjoyed the movie for what it was uh i thought that they could have done a lot better uh they could have done s- service to uh captain marvel's character a lot more you know a lot better but they didn't for some odd reason um and i i you know i have no problems going out to see the second captain marvel movie i'm expecting now with that movie i'm going to be expecting a lot more than what we got in this movie um but and again, I'm not I'm not trying to throw any shade to the directors, but I th- do think they, they might need to make a change uh, as far as that goes. Um, uh, and then to the end credit scene. Yeah, I, th- I thought the end credit scene was uh, was was great. Um, it's really what we needed right before, uh, in, you know, end game. Um, and I th- look, 
this movie did not bring me down at all when it comes to my uh, my hypeness for uh, for Endgame. I'm I'm still looking very forward to it. Yeah, um, no. Th- as disappointing as this movie was, my that does not in any way change how I feel about Endgame. Yeah. Um, and, and I think they knew that. Or at least the Russo brothers, they know that. They're like, fuck whatever happens to that movie. We're good over here. We've got yeah. our shit together. Yeah. You guys try and keep pace. <laughs> More or less. All right. So we uh, press play on Captain Marvel. Hey, you guys do the same. Uh, go see the movie. Check it out. Let us know what your thoughts are. Uh, formulate your own opinion. We we live in a we seem to live in a society where we're just uh, uh, okay with just having other people's opinion. Like you don't see the movie and yet you're like that movie's trash, or you haven't seen the movie and like that movie's the best movie ever created. And it's just like, but you haven't seen the fucking movie. Just see it first and have your own fucking opinion about it. Um, so we did that. Uh, yeah, I think um, I think that's it for tonight. I think uh, I think we delivered uh, over two hours of uh, premium content. Uh, we dissected the uh, fire festival through and through, mm-hmm. as well as Captain Marvel. I think that's enough. For we the, did what uh, we came to do. Let's get the yeah, fuck yeah, out. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, let's get let's roll up out of here. Uh, as always, ladies and gentlemen, if you listen to uh, to us this long, we definitely appreciate you. Uh, but hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and then hit that share button uh, if you would uh, be so kind uh, to share this with uh, anybody and everybody. Uh, and uh, we'll be back at some later point in time, hopefully this week. And uh, we'll get some other dope shit to you. Um, aside from that, I don't really have too much. Uh, so we'll go ahead and get the curtain, uh, call. curtain call going here. Uh, as always, we'll hit the usual protocol. Fade out. Peace.